Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Throwing it down, Weehawking, Cam Stewart. The raging redhead. Hopefully, he had a better Sunday uh, than I did. Uh, we got Monday Night Football this evening. Washington getting six. Total sitting at 51 and a half uh, right now. Uh, we got a full slate of Major League Baseball going on. Baseball going on as we speak. Cleveland Indians trying to hang on to this 2-1 lead. Yeah. And 2-2 uh, now, Gabe. The Astros two, just two. scored. 2-2. Two, two. It's 2-2. Two, yeah. two. <laughs> they were looking for the double play cam. They couldn't get it. Yeah. These, these Houston Astros, man, they just they look great. Too they're much relentless. Speed on, too much they're speed. Like, you're, yeah, you're right. They're like piranhas. They're like, they're like piranhas in the water. They smell blood and uh, all the big names on their team. Take a look at the average of these guys. Like Bregman's at the plate right now, postseason, 571. Unlike Cleveland with the big bats they have, their stars haven't done anything. They've left runners in scoring position. It's not like Cleveland's pitching's been bad. It's their bats. In Houston, these guys have really stepped up. Cleveland today, Gabe, one nothing. Houston fires back with a home run. 2-1 to one Cleveland. Here come the Astros again, you know. They're making the most out of little things, and that's what great teams do in the postseason. They capitalize. Yeah, you see you see it time and time again in the postseason in which, you know, we saw it, uh, we saw Colorado. Uh, Colorado ends yep. up getting swept. Colorado in game one, they the bases loaded, nobody out. They end up getting a one run. They end up losing a baseball game. You have to take advantage of the opportunities. You're not going to get the bases loaded in the, in the postseason against these elite pitchers very often. And when you do, it can't just be a sacrifice fly. You've got to cash yeah. in. You've got to break the game open. Crooked and, numbers. Yeah, they're like Khabib, these guys, the Astros. They just keep coming and coming. And <laughs> Glad I we were on that. <laughs> yeah, me too. I wish I put more on it. Me too. I got I to gotta tell you, though. Yeah, I guess I'm late to the party here, but not really because I thought it was kind of curious that nobody was ever talking about the Houston Astros. Thing is, their their odds weren't great. It was only in a plus three hundred range, but yeah. I don't think the Red Sox or the Yankees will beat the Astros. After I think this Astro team, they just they look like World Series champs again. Yeah, I like Cleveland, and uh, you know that was, that was a leap of faith. Who knows if they pull it out today? It's two to one, but then you got Verlander going again. Like they're chokers. Tough. Yeah, Cleveland they are, are they chokers. Are, they, yeah, are. they are. Like, cho- they, they are chokers. And uh, let's just be real. They yeah. haven't won a World Series since 1948, man. Like it's just it is what it is. They're the Cleveland freaking Indians. You know, you bet on them, you hope for the best. It's the same crap all the time. It just is with this team. You know, the, these five game series is are rough, man. Listen, Cleveland sure can are. still win this game, but. I like my I like my situation. I'm on the Cleveland Indians, so I expect Houston so to win I. right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you, Gabe. There's a play at second base too where Bauer had all day. He pulled the guy off the bag. I'm not even sure if they're gonna give him the out. They might have first and second with one out here. So 
this is this is absolutely insane. Yeah, like like you you talked about exactly what you just said. He gagged. He might have, might have. It's the backyard call, but you know with instant replay right now, things are interesting. Like Bauer what, threw what it. What the hell? They're just saying to the side. See what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about right there. Easy, easy play. He hesitates, misses the misses the guy at second by about four or five feet. Runner safe at first. Yep, there it is. Two run, two runners on now. Big mistake by by Cleveland there. Big mistake. Tito looks worried. They would have had Altuve out at second. They would have had a runner on first, two outs. Now there's runner uh, he on looks, first and second, one out. He looks out at second, dude. I don't know about the replay here. He looks out. Oh, no, they me. just, they didn't. They, nah, he's they're, not. They're, yeah, Lenore's foot's not on the bag. No, it's not. He's safe. Like you said. And they're bad. So basically, <laughs> it was a cutbacker right to Bauer. You know, not routine, but bang, bang. No, you you got to make, make that this play. You're a professional pitcher. Well, at least, you gotta, at least you got to get the runner out in second. Except yes. he took Lindor off the bag. Lindor couldn't keep his foot on the bag. Lindor, you know, had to catch the sort of a wild throw from Bauer. Mm-hmm. And then they end up being at, uh, safe at first and second. First and second right now. Uh, Gurriel is up. There's one out first and second in the seventh inning. And Cleveland is imploding right now. Yep, they, they sure look like they're imploding. I'm on them today, too, Marenzi. Uh Yeah, I got the Dodgers at the for the 430 game. We got that one coming up. Uh, after the break there, it's uh, going to be interesting. I got to lay 50 cents with Hill. Uh, he hasn't pitched since Sunday. It seems like a short price. Fulte got hit pretty hard in the in the first game. But I'll tell you, yeah, Atlanta showed a lot of guts in, in the last game. You know, the Grand Slam, Acuna played great. But I just think the Dodgers need to take care of business today. And it seems like a short price for a favorite for a, a better team. But uh, we'll see what happens here in Cleveland. They, they need a miracle here to get out of this jam. They You're right, they're imploding. They look really rattled right now. You know what's crazy, Cam, is that um, teams that have scored first in the Major League Baseball playoffs are 11-1. and one. The only team to lose was the Cleveland freaking Indians, Indians. that scored first the other day. <laughs> Go and now now Go they're about to do it again, potentially. Yeah. But let's yeah. not panic. It's 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. I don't know. It is 2-2. Two, two. I'm two, expecting two. the worst, though. <laughs> I'm trying to stay positive. I uh, actually had a pretty good Sunday. Marenzi, actually, our team did... Uh, the picks in the super contest this week we went four wins and a push so oh great a great That's a great good. week yeah it's just uh, but i told you the way our, our pool works so thank god uh, my partner and his team uh, won won the week so we got to make the we got to make the picks the week before i think we went one three and one or it's been actually a really t- tough out of the gate. And you got to do that week after week after week you talked about it when it's only five games unlike your your contest in the nugget at seven you have to like if you start slow, you have to go four and one, four and one, four and one. Three and two is not even good enough now. So, you know, we're into week five. It's uh, getting into the nitty gritty here. But uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a great it was a really good week. I'm, po- I'm positive there. We did well in the UFC. But uh, uh, you know, that, that's the problem is we're on, we're on this baseball game. Hopefully, it works out for us. But and the super contest, super contest yesterday, the Miami Dolphins. Plus six and a half. They're winning seventeen freaking oh, I nothing. Know. What a joke! Seventeen joke. nothing, and I end up not covering. I lost money on it too. So, you know, seriously, dude, it's seventeen nothing. I thought, all right, maybe we lose the game, but yeah. you know, we're yeah. not. Gonna, you know, we're going to cover the number. And then I had the Baltimore Ravens, in which whatever they were never really leading, but I, th- I you know, I, I was pretty confident throughout the game that Baltimore would win. Like, even late, I'm like, all right, they'll win. It'll go to overtime. They'll pull it out. We'll get a push at three. They end up losing the game. It was frustrating. There was a lot of just sort of late backdoor screw jobs uh, yesterday. I will admit the Raiders pick that I had was a bad one. The Raiders got overwhelmed yesterday early, could never get on track against the Chargers. I had the Houston Texans. I ended up getting a stupid push. Push. Yeah, that was uh, our push, too. Yeah. That was our push. I got the Redskins now tonight in the contest. We need it, man. We're 0-3-1 and uh, this week. It's brutal. You know, we've been on a, on a real heater as of late in the contest. So, 
you know, it's going to catch up to you. It catches up to everybody. I actually have a winning week in the Nugget once again, uh, but I need Washington here tonight. I think I'm 3-2-1 and one right now uh, in a Nugget. So it's not terrible um, if we can get Washington home tonight. So we got Washington in both. Uh, now the bases are loaded. Yeah, yeah. No, it, that looked like a strike to me, and uh, he, he got pinched on the call. But this is what happens. When bad things happen like this, Marenzi, you're not going to get the calls, right? It's just the, uh, the Astros this inning, they look very confident. They look like uh, they want to pounce on Cleveland. Cleveland looks rattled. And they got Bauer out there, too. That was a really nice pitch, but uh, he didn't get the call. Now, we have, see, that one little mistake magnified in the baseball playoffs. They get runs here, the way Cleveland's hitting. You might want to put them to bed. I, I'm on the Indians, too, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought today they would get, get the win and maybe lose in the fourth game. But uh, it's it's still 2-2. We need a miracle here. Maybe a strikeout and, and an out, but uh, no sack fly, nothing. Marwin Gonzalez at the plate right now. Yeah, another guy hitting 500, two RBIs. Like, I just look at the, I'm just looking at the Astros guys on their team. 500, 567, 333. Like, there's no guy hitting, you know, 76 or anything like that they're all hitting above their seasonal average their clutch team they're rock solid you said it if i'm the yankees red Sox, i would not want to deal with the houston astros right just scary 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 when keichel's your worst pitcher gabe look what they throw out there he's a cy young award winner yeah i know it's 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 nuts like he's the he's the guy that they worry about and he's still good you know, you got Cole and their bullpen, too. They have guys that used to be starters. Rolling, They're rolling these guys out in the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth inning right now. They're, they're a lethal team. Asuna, they picked up from the Jays as a closer, one of the best in the business. Like, I don't see any weakness with this team. Like, there's none. You look at them up and down, where? Where's the weakness? Up and down their roster. They got speed. They got power. Clutch players. Everything. Great pitching. Great bullpen. Dangerous. Now, they've got guys as well, since they won the World Series last year, they're confident. They've got guys yep. that have been in this situation. And you can just tell, like, you know, a certain, like right now it's 2-2, but it feels like Cleveland's losing. I feel that way, too. Like, even yeah. when, like, Cleveland was winning, you still feel like Houston's Nervous. like, yeah, whatever. Houston's like, you know we're going to win. Like, they're very, it reminds me of the Yankees. We're going back a ways. But I remember, I remember, like, when the Yankees used to win all the time in the Jeter era, in the early 2000s, late 90s and stuff, and... I remember looking at Jeter once in a game and the Yankees and Bernie Williams in a dugout and stuff. And they were losing by like three runs. It was in like the sixth inning, but they just looked so confident. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. like, I was like, man, these guys really just don't flinch. Like they really just think don't chill out. We'll win. We'll get a couple of hits. Everything's going to be all right. And Houston just have that aura about them as well that, yeah, you might take a lead on us, but it doesn't really matter. We're not, we're not going to flinch. We're not going to panic. And we'll wear you out after nine innings. Plus, Cleveland, even Francona's having a hard time, man. You know, we talk about the Boston curse. You can talk about the Cubs curse. But yep. Cleveland are just this baseball team. There's just something that holds them back here, man, when it comes come playoff time. Also, when Bauer's pitching, you start off Gonzalez with a 3-0 count there. That's not good for business. Now the guy has to work his magic there. He has to do some it's crazy. Things Bauer to get this was out. so good before he got hurt this year, but he hasn't been the same since. Wow, he, he, he put one out of the strike zone there. But look, great hit over the hell yeah. So here comes here comes Houston now. We got one run coming in. We got yeah. So three two Astros still one at four to two Astros now. That was it. Hey man, he he threw one way out of the strike zone there, Marenzi. That's confidence. You see that like. Some guys are going to lay off that pitch. Yeah, I'll take a look. Nope. High over the head. Boom. Unorthodox swing to left field. Boom. Runs. Here we go. 4-2. And uh, we only still have one out in this game. Yeah, Cleveland's toast. I got to be honest with you. I don't know what the hell Bauer's still doing in this game right now. I, I, yeah. What's, what, no, what's seriously. The base is loaded. Like, I know. Like Three every pitch. Start. 
Every pitch is off. He's being hit hard. Everything's falling apart. I know they, they went and visited him, but it's not good enough. You know, this is on Francona right now. He should he should have got him the hell out of this baseball game. It was pretty clear Bauer wasn't, you know, Bauer has lost this. You know, he's not even a relief pitcher. You threw him in here, it's yep. not working. I mean, now you wait till it's 4-2. What are you going to do now? Are you going to take him out now, or are you going to wait till another hit? You're going to be down 6-2. Yeah, now, yeah, now he's out. <laughs> so now they're taking him out. Yeah, yeah, good good taking, job. Yeah, good yeah, job. Exactly. Seriously, like Frank, Frank Owen is a great manager, but he just screwed this up pretty good. you got to get Bauer out of this baseball game. Bauer screwed it up himself, too, with that play at second base. That was... Uh... That was atrocious. Like uh, that's just you're right. He brought it he, upon you know, himself. He did. He, he had all day, Gabe. It's like, and that's the thing. Guys are going to make mistakes. We make mistakes in life and whatever. But I'm just saying, it we'll was a clean mistakes. throw to second base. You know, make mistakes throw. in life. Yeah, I just bet on the Cleveland Indians. There's a mistake <laughs> number like eight thousand of my life. <laughs> I'm with you. This one, I was doing really good. I was like, I, I'm like, ah, Cleveland. I just, you know, it's Canadian Thanksgiving. You know, I got the Montreal, Montreal Alouettes cover. Gabe, good, good, good on Johnny Manziel and the Alouettes cover. Of course they do. Who are they playing? Calgary yeah. Stampeders? Yeah, they own them in Montreal. You know I that. Tell, I tell people that all the time. I know, exactly. Those are I tell people that all the time. The Calgary Stampeders, guys, they're like the best team in the CFL. The Alouettes are one of the worst teams. It doesn't matter what the records are. Every time these teams play in Montreal, Montreal will beat them or cover. I don't know what it is. If they go out, that's the whole thing. Uh, guys, listen. Yeah. It's a- <laughs> Nick, Nick Lewis told yeah. me this. And I've already known this. I've known this for years, and it's funny because when I used to live in Montreal and I'd go out, I'd actually, like, often see the Calgary Stampeders. Like, the once a year, by chance, they'd go out. I remember once I was at Super Sex, the strip club, and I saw them there uh, one night. The Alouettes beat them. I remember there was another year I saw them out at, like, a, at a bar slash pool hall, and they lost, like, in the two days <laughs> it's later. Cra- it's crazy that you and, said that. Yeah. They specifically had an interview with Bo Levi Mitchell, because obviously you can't get that now being in New York, and he said, our guys didn't go out. And the guys that used to go out are not on this football team anymore. That was his interview. So this is a wide-known thing throughout the league. And, yeah, you said it, it is. for years. Like, everyone knows the Stamps. They go to Montreal, you know, the strip clubs and everything, having a great time. Way better team than Montreal. It doesn't matter if they went out or stayed in the room. Montreal covers 13 and a half. You know, like, that's that's exactly what they do in these football games. Look at the score of the game, too. 12-6 final. Montreal was actually winning 6 nothing into the fourth quarter. I remember Nick Lewis. Points. Nick Lewis, who played, uh, you know, it's actually the CFL all-time leading receiver. Yep. Um, so Nick Lewis played for years, like 10 years on the Calgary Stampeders, 12 years, whatever the hell it was. And then he was on a bunch of Alouettes. And I remember it was last year. The Alouettes were terrible last year, too. They won, like, three games, I think, four games. And they play 18 games in the CFL. So they were, like, 4-14 four and 14 or something. But I swear, I remember he told me once the week they were playing the Stampeders, he was on the Alouettes last year. Uh, he told me, he goes, we'll beat them for sure. And uh, I said, I don't know, man. He goes, trust me. He said, we'll beat him for sure. And and he said, he goes, they, he goes, we never win here. When he goes, he he knew it as well. So it's funny that hey, listen, they, they got the W. I actually took Saskatchewan in the day. So cap, did I. So and did I, I was surprised to see. I got one sixty on the money line, but I was over at the sports book this afternoon, and um, I was in line grabbing all the sheets, and I was surprised to see they had CFL sheets up. So. Um, I'm not totally shocked they have CFL, but yeah, it's, normally, it's, it's, normally it's you have to ask for it at the window. <laughs> normally you got to ask for it at the window. Yeah. So, but no, I saw the shoots. I was like, ah, you know what? I'll jump, jump in on this. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. The guy gave me a look when I told him fifty dollars on the Saskatchewan Riders. Riders. He's like, I, I pardon, sir. <laughs> you know what's weird, Cam? At the sports book here. Yeah. You tell them the team name. Oh, not the number. Not the number. 
interesting. Yeah, they Very don't want. They don't want the number. Hmm. Like I get to the window and I ask the guy, "You want the team name or the number?" The and number. he goes, "Team name." Huh? That's opposite to Vegas. It's really weird. Yeah, Usually, no. like the number. Vegas, they won't take your bet if you no. tell them the team number by law. Exactly. They're like, "You exactly. need to say the number." Number. Yeah, here you tell them the number, they get all pissed off. What, what do you want? <laughs> Who do you want, buddy? <laughs> like, all right, I want the Dodgers. <laughs> all right, Mike Blewett's going to join us. We got Jamie Heath. We got Drew Dickmeyer. Talk DFS for tonight. Only one DFS hockey game for later, but we'll hit that as well. Game Time Decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, ready and rich radio. Can't believe this, man. Cleveland, you just couldn't open the game up. You couldn't pull away. Where's Miller? Now, now he's in there, right? Predicts it out already. That's why you got this guy. He's one of the best in the business. Francona's a great manager, but he screwed that up pretty good. Bauer. It was a combination. Bauer, that was a big mistake by Bauer, too. That, you you got to make that play. You got to get it out at second base there. You said it. You couldn't have turned the double play with the speed that the Astros has, but you have to get that out at second base. That changed the whole face of the damn game. Now it's 4-2. Yeah, it, looks like Miller just hit somebody. Yeah, it's, what do we got? Three two, Correa. Yeah, it's a three two count right now. Four to two. That didn't hit him. Nope, didn't hit him. Uh, second and third, final pitch. Yeah, and uh, Gabe, update for you, Saskatchewan looks, just to kick the field goal. Yeah, the game just froze. Uh, three nothing. Looks, looks like he hit him. Three looks nothing. like he hit him. Yeah. No, I guess he didn't. Nope. Got I don't know, tip man. there. Could have, could have sworn it hit him, but nevertheless, <laughs> three nothing uh, for the good guys, buddy. I'll give yes. I'll keep you updated. Three nothing. Three nothing for yeah, the green. They should have scored a touchdown for the green, the mean green of Saskatchewan. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the green. <laughs> the so uh, Mike Mike Blewett will join us. We'll talk some NFL football. We'll recap uh, recap uh, these games from yesterday. You know, it's funny actually. My predictions were pretty good. It was just the the super contest picks kind of sucked. It just it just the way that it worked out. But and also a lot of the games that I said and I gave predictions for. I bet on, but they weren't my top bets. Like, I like the Buffalo Bills. You and I talked about the Bills being in a good spot, but I didn't put as much on the Bills as I did the Miami Dolphins. I like the Dolphins more. If this is where, you know, I got to remember, you just bet the same amount on every game. There's no pick is ever really better than another pick because I really should have killed it. You know, I really should have. You know what? I did well, you know, not to throw anyone to the bus, but I did put it this way, like, I had another winning week in the Golden Nugget contest because I don't consult with anybody. Exactly. So I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I liked the Bills. You know, I liked the Chiefs. I liked the Lions. A lot of these games that I used in the Nugget contest that we didn't use. That's why it's weird that I can't believe I didn't crush it more. So let's look at each game here. Um, You know, Jacksonville and Kansas City. That was the game that cost me... 
Gabe. See, I was on the Chiefs, but I yeah. had the old. I wish I listened. I wish I listened to you on that one because I'll tell you, I bought. Uh, I bought the provincial lottery parlays there when I stopped off at the gas and even station. Even a teaser wouldn't have helped you there. That no, one. <laughs> it doesn't even matter about that. No, I went. Uh, I went. I told you, like every ticket I did, I did a four banger, three out of four. I did a six, five out of six. So you played I, a pro line yeah. parlay. Yeah, and I looked at the winnings. Three thousand six hundred dollars I left on the table. If, if Jacksonville covers that game, I win every ticket. I had Buffalo, Detroit, Chargers, like everything. Everything one game except that one game. I put on four out of five tickets. I bought five tickets. Ugh. I won one. But you Why'd know, you, you know, put Jacksonville on so many? I know because I just you know how you get like you get greedy. You look at the numbers and go, hey, I'd rather have four hundred bucks or six hundred yeah, bucks yeah, than yeah, one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just added the games. No, was, yeah, that's the thing. Like we do dumb stuff. We talk we talk about things and we do the opposite a lot of the time, which is really stupid. But yeah, no, I really like Jacksonville in that game. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought it was a good spot for them. And Kansas City keeps on rolling. Their defense is getting better as well too. What, what can you what can you what can you say about uh, that Kansas City team? Man, they're just amazing. And Bortles actually, from a fantasy perspective, when you look at it, did well. And I got to give the optimizer credit. Aaron Rodgers was doing nothing, but look at the final. Look I at know, the finals, eh? So you know, and 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 Russell Wilson was their second pick. So game. last time I doubt the optimizer, and you know it's funny. I didn't doubt it, but we talked about it all week. Yeah. In which the optimizer said Aaron Rodgers. Remember I talked yeah. about it. Oh, you know, it says Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And. Um, the problem was, I was like, who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw the football to during the game? But he had Devontae Adams in there, and he did nothing in the first half. He ends up with uh, 442 yards yep. and three touchdowns. And Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles game had a Blake Bortles game in which he used to. I swear to God, I remember losing, I remember losing like a $2,400 fantasy head-to-head matchup. I don't know if it was in the playoffs or it was a couple of years ago. And it was going head-to-head with Blake Bortles. And the other guy, they you know, had Bortles. And it was one of those games where, same thing, Bortles threw like three interceptions, four interceptions. <laughs> the Jags lost by 17. And freaking Bortles ended up with like 31 fantasy points in the end because he throws all garbage yards. It was the same thing yesterday. Like, Blake Bortles is terrible. I had Blake Bortles. Me too. I actually did well yesterday on DraftKings. I wish I would, you know, I got to start putting more money into these things because I actually played in four. I had four DraftKings teams, and I won money in three of them. Like, pretty good. I had some good lineups yesterday. Not as good as, of course, of Colin Drew from Daily Roto, who good this weekend him. won $72,000. Good for Colin. That's, yeah, uh, hey, the winners just, the hits just keep on coming with the, the with Daily the Roto the crew, man. These guys know what they're doing, man. They they're had Aaron Rodgers. He had Aaron Rodgers. Yep, he listened to the computer. Smart human, listening to the computer. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't bucket. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I took, listen, I did a lot of the computer's picks. Yeah. My, my lineups did pretty well, actually. And uh, like I said, here, this is uh, one of my better ones. History, what did I have? Uh, da, 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 here we go. 159 points. This was in the 4 o'clock, so I couldn't, like, just copy any optimizer, you know, or at least the original one. But I want, I'm very good with the late games. And uh, I had Russell Wilson, 19.92 points. Uh, DraftKings, Melvin Gordon, 22. David Johnson, 21.1. David Johnson was pretty cheap, too. He was. Uh, 21. You know what hurt me? Doug Baldwin. Yeah, one catch, yeah. one yard. Come on, yeah. man. You know who their guy was in Seattle this week? Moops. More. He had two I, touchdowns. I can't believe they put up 31 <laughs> points in Baldwin. Like, that. that's it. Seattle, Gabe, I'm going to tell you from being a fan also of that team. Take I told you they were going to cover, though. I no, them. no. Great, great call. Great call. You, you, you changed my opinion on that. I game, warned people awesome. all week about yeah. that. I know. Great call. Great call. And I say, but look at Seattle from a fantasy fantasy perspective. 
Mike Davis is getting touchdowns. Carson still gets touches and yards. Penny's doing nothing because he can't block, so he's a return man now. Then you look at the receiving. Baldwin doing nothing. They got more. You know, when Disley was there, he was there. Like Seattle, from a when you look at them from fantasy, you don't know what the hell you're getting minute to minute, week to week. It's a very, very, like, there's no locks. Like, you know Todd Gurley. Okay, Todd Gurley, you get three touchdowns. You're an absolute lock. You put them in. You spend the money for them. Not with Seattle. You don't know which guy's stepping up. Every single week, it could be a different running back or receiver. Very frustrating. Dear God, the Houston Astros are still batting, Cam. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. Like, come on. Like, how long is I was enjoying. Thing? I was enjoying Rockstar Clevenger in there. You know, the guy made uh, one mistake. You know, the guy gave him one damn home run. And then, yeah. And, and then you Bauer put Bauer. Skates, Bauer, Bauer Skates bed. came in. And, yeah, Bauer uh, Skates. Yeah. Cut, he's cutting our jugular vein. Yeah, Bauer Skates. <laughs> God. Well, skates needed to be sharpened. <laughs> yes, you think? You think God. They, they did need to be sharpened. It was horrible. I'm just, they were dull. What do they uh, say? It's dull. <laughs> yeah, very dull. Dull Skates. Dull Skates. Yeah, actually, I, I I was a goalie, but I actually didn't like freshly sharpened skates. As no, a goalie. no, I don't either. I used to dull them when I used to get them sharpened. Know what I'd do? I'd, I'd uh, you go to the wood or the plastic and just dull them a little bit. Just give them a couple, two or three times there, because if they're too sharp, bad things happen. You make you get on an edge. You <laughs> yeah, like I remember one time they were too sharp. Yeah, they, you try to they, stop, you go oh, flying. They had a new guy at the sharpening <laughs> thing. Gabe, I mean, he almost killed me actually. Like I went for a curl and the thing just I went like head first, like almost broke my neck into the board. Like, like if people up. are wondering right now if the skates are too sharp in hockey, oh, bad news. You get, yeah, it, they go right into the ice and you get stuck in the ice. Yeah, like you're yeah. supposed to glide on top of the ice. Yeah. When the shapes are, the skates are too sharp, <laughs> yeah, they cut like through the ice. Yeah, exactly. and, like you get stuck in it. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like. <laughs> and, then you, and then you inevitably flip face first into the boards or something. Yes, you could actually really do some damage to yourself there. It's, it's been done before. Great tip for everybody. Yeah, you, you want your sharpener. Another thing is, it's kind of like your sharpener. You want to be like that guy. You know what I mean? You don't want it to be like a kid or you know what I mean, or a slacker. Like, no, no, you, need, you, need, you need you a need pro the old guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I want to I see a guy like a grizzled veteran at the rank and go, okay, this guy knows how to sharpen skates because – Sometimes I used to actually go to specific arenas and avoid certain guys. I'm like, oh, I need me my too. skate sharp, and I'm like, this guy's an idiot. He can't, he can't sharpen skates. I'll wait, I'll wait for a while. I'll go down here. I'll, I'll go. In the it was old skate. school, though. I was old school with my grandfather. Um, he uh, instead of getting my skate sharpened all the time, we had our own like uh, flint rock. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, you're doing it yourself. I yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's he's Scottish, right? Old school. Don't worry, yeah. Abel. We'll do it yeah. ourselves here. Yeah, he had the old rock. He told me no, no, the rock same works. thing. Rock no, it's works. good too. It's nice. Got that nice. They were sharp, but not too sharp, right? Yeah. Because as a goalie, you need to slide around in there. Yes. You don't want to be getting caught. You know. <laughs> no, nothing worse than a goaltender getting that uh, blade caught in, breaking your ankle. Guy is trying to do a wraparound. Yeah, you need to go post to post. You got to yeah. be able to be smooth. Yeah. So Bauer skates <laughs> screwed us today. Yeah. Trevor Bauer sucks. Bauer. Seeing a lot of. Uh, see, here's Justin Verlander for supercuts. I'm noticing a lot of supercuts ads. <laughs> Supercuts ads during the uh, during the playoffs here, and you know Justin Verlander's dating that uh, what's her name Kate Hudson. Kate, Kate Hudson. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you really believe that does? does do you think does Justin Verlander really get his haircut at Supercuts? No, he does not. But like does. I noticed in the commercial, they don't actually show him in a Supercuts. No, that's the thing. Like, I, that's a great point. Like, you're worth so many. Like, really show dollars. me in a commercial, fake it, then sit in the damn chair exactly. for the commercial. Exactly. Like, if you're if Marenzi, you're the owner of Supercuts. You're like, here, here you go, Verlander. We're giving you an open envelope of money, but you got to put that bib on, and you got to look like you're happy getting a horrible haircut from one of my associates here. Exactly. Now, somebody. 
There was another big league player. I don't. I think it was Bryce Harper. Actually, I was surprised to see they had another big name. I think it was Harper. And he sort of said, hey, I, as you know, I like my hair. And that's why I go to Supercuts. <laughs> and I'm thinking there's no way in hell this guy goes to Supercuts. No, it's, like the, it's like Shaquille O'Neal doing the ad for Kia. It's like, bro, you can't even fit in a damn Kia. <laughs> or the general. I'm no, not sure general. if he gets his car insurance from a cartoon from yeah. Yosemite Sam. Yeah, you really like, well, Shaq, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. We got, it's like, oh, come on. Hey, I told you, Shaq was the opening of Kia. an envelope, though. You know, that guy lo- That guy does a lot of uh, commercials, you know, like a hot, a high, hot icy patch, uh, gold, yeah, hot gold icy pond, uh, the, the general. You said it, like Shaq, he, he's, but like Blake Griffin, he's, he's like Kid Rock game. Blake Griffin claims he really does drive a Kia because he does Kia as well. And people are like, dude, you're 6'11", man. You don't even fit in a Kia. And he's like, no, 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 I, I drive a Kia. You know, maybe he's driven a Kia once. Yeah, he doesn't. You know, like, that's not his yeah. car of choice driving around the neighborhood, I don't think. I don't know. Like, I don't know. To me, if you're pipping a car, it should be at least a car you're doing. Yeah, like, it just doesn't make sense that the guys, like, can't even fit in a car. <laughs> exactly. How the hell is an NBA player going to fit in a Kia? You're absolutely right. Like, I could like, I, I could barely fit in a Corolla, Marenzi, and a Kia's pretty small. It's a it's a tight space in there. So Fine automobile. Yeah, it'll get you around. Yeah, yeah sure. I got nothing against that. No, no. Yeah, no. it's a good right. I'm just saying, if you're a big, big, big guy, you know, uh, you need a little more neck and leg room. That's I just so. find it, I've always found it strange that Kia is the official sponsor of the NBA. Like, that's the automobile. Yeah, yeah it doesn't, yeah. You would think it would be more, uh, you know, Range Rover, or even if you wanted to get like a, 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 like something. Yeah, Kia doesn't really make sense. I know they do a lot of Kentucky Fried Chicken stuff at the half, though, though which I really enjoy. When I see that, when I see the colonel there, I'm like, you know, when they do the the panels, I'm like, oh, I could really go for a bucket right about now. I saw you know? today. I was walking down the street, uh, right outside the Port Authority, uh, right across the street from the New York Times, the failing New York Times, <laughs> as Donald Trump uh, calls them. Now, I've never heard of this franchise before. I'm looking it up right now. It's uh, Jollibee's. Jollibee's. Yeah, Jollibee. Is, is it food? Well, this is interesting. It's actually a Filipino multinational chain of fast food restaurants owned by Jolly, Jollibee Foods Corporation. As of April 2018, JFC has a total of 1,200 outlets worldwide with a presence in Southeast Asia, the Middle East, Hong Kong, North America, and Italy. Yeah, they're opening one uh, in, in Manhattan. Interesting. You should open so, one up in my area. I got a lot. Uh, I got a lot of Filipino Fili- and Polish action in my neighborhood. Filipino, uh, Filipino fried chicken. Oh, I bet <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'm in. I'm in. I love you know me, Marenzi, and fried chicken. Uh, I can't say no. Here it is. Jollibee's to open up stores in UK and Manhattan. And it looks like the, uh, the people are getting pretty uh, positive. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at this tweet from Boom Boom City Bush. The general's got skills and he's dunking. <laughs> the general? Yeah, he sent out a, a general gift and he, he drives it to the rack. It goes. He, what does the general it? actually do? General. Uh, is general. I, it, I, I thought it was taxes. Is it insurance? No, it's it car taxes? insurance. Yeah, 1 800 general. Like, I can't. I, the thing about the general that I don't understand is like, it's like low insurance rates, but. I've tried, like, you have to be, you, you, certain people don't qualify. Let's put it that way. I think you almost need, like, a perfect driving record, and then maybe they'll give you, like, the low-end the low insurance because 
I can't get any. I've tried every low end yeah. crap insurance company in the book, and no, no one, nobody wants to go near me. And here he is, the general. I'm yeah, going see, to the he's but, yeah, he goes to the rack. Boom. Oh, look at the website. Go to thegeneral.com. <laughs> there he is with Shaq. Yeah, I know. That's what I Shaq's the man. Thegeneral.com. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if I'll try. I want to trust like a uh, a yeah, see, cartoon, a cartoon <laughs> character. <laughs> I love Shaq too. He's got the card. I just, <laughs> I love Shaq. He, he pimps anything. I, I got. You look at you look at the, the general. The world <laughs> seems like seems like the general. They're trying to class him up a bit. He used to be more ghetto and just sort of cartoonish. Yeah, you're saying he kind of looks half human now. Like he's got some. Yeah, they he's got, got him, like yeah. war medals and stuff. Yeah, he's still a cartoon, but you're right. In the original General days, he looked really bad. Like he was a bad version of a cartoon. Now he's kind of he's got some human elements to him, but he's still a cartoon. The web, <laughs> the website, man. I've seen better street booky websites. Than I know. Like, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying. Like their website's he, not not exactly like uh, yeah. You've seen some of the books I've dealt with, and yeah, you're right. Like <laughs> that book's like it's uh, just not like even the books collegiate just level. Like, it's just like the books you use. Unauthorized picture of Shaq on the yeah, front of it. <laughs> the best was the book though when they were using the 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 logo for the University of Georgia instead of the G. It was the country flag of Georgia. <laughs> 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 they have all the other all the other team names. Georgia with the flag of Georgia. Georgia Bulldogs minus thirteen. <laughs> Those sites are great though. Yeah, uh, they are fun. <laughs> At least they have all, all the options, you know. All right, so as we stated, yeah, me and Cameron both on the Los Angeles Dodgers. Correct. Um, we were both in uh, here's still four two in his baseball game. Yeah, I switched it over to the to the football game. Oh, that should be a hit. Foul ball, no. What's two the score outs, of two outs, game? two. Yeah, it's it's the three three, and uh, McHugh's out of it. Yeah, so we got six outs to deal with, Marantzier. The party's over there for Cleveland. We're done. You said it. Yeah, they, they look like the fans are just. I got seventy five dollars on this. I'm going to lose seventy five bucks. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, How much did you put on a game? Um, a little bit more than that, actually. It's I'm not going to lie to you because I've had a good week. How I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to be twenty-five, but one fifty, three hundred, one fifty, one fifty, one fifty. Juice though over two. Yeah, actually one fifty to win. So when you think about the juice, they were yeah probably two hundred and twenty-five, like two hundred five, two hundred five, two ten. Yeah. Did you put two. the same on the Dodgers? One twenty-five. Uh, uh, no, I actually put just fifty bucks on the Dodgers. And I'm going to probably put more. Thanks for telling me. Hey, guys, that game going off yet? <laughs> it's one of those Mondays. Well, you got to put more Happy now. You're down 150 oh, yeah. bucks. Yeah, already. exactly. Yeah, I had a good, had a good. You got to try to match what you just lost. I got to actually, I should be doing the I got opposite. 70, I got 75 on the Dodgers now, too. I should be doing the opposite. Just waiting for the football game. I need Washington, too, buddy. Got it at seven early. They better, the Redskins better show up tonight. Who are you, Babano? You got it at nine points earlier in the week? No, it was it was earlier. Like no, I really bought it earlier. I'm gonna do a Babano. teaser to the over. Babano's the new Cohen. I got it at eight and a half. <laughs> Game time decisions. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Freddie Rage Radio. I'm Gable Morenci alongside Camp Stewart. Well, we're not really alongside each no. other, but we're on the air together. You got that one nothing Dodgers too, Gabe. Got one nice. in the top. So let's keep that train rolling. Hope for uh, a miracle in the other game. A lot of stuff to get to on the show today. We'll get more into the National Football League stuff. We haven't even talked about the fallout uh, from uh, UFC 229. I see Khabib's father is uh, very unhappy. Uh, with his son, yeah, for uh, jumping into the stands and punching people uh, after, and um, you know this, it was a real circus. Um, I know this is and it's funny. Uh, Khabib even said after after the press conference, he goes, "I now know my father's going to smash me when I go home because he's going to smash me." His father's a hard ass too. Now his father went off to say. Uh, I think that for Khabib, the most uh, severe sanctions would be my regard. I'm going to regard this very severely. I warned him. For me, it was the most important thing, discipline. Do whatever you want to do in the octagon, but beyond its barrier. This is the uh, border separating separating civilians. There are children, there are women, there are bystanders there. This fight fight is in place in the octagon. That's the spectacle. But I am categorically against fighting outside the octagon. Outside the octagon, you need to exist peacefully. Fight only in the octagon, says Khabib's father. I like his uh, father. Connor, Connor, of course, did call Khabib's uh, father a quivering coward uh, before yeah. uh, the fight started. And, of course, called his manager a terrorist yeah. and uh, accused him of being uh, part of 9-11. Um, so, uh, like Khabib said after, he goes, this guy called me a terrorist? He, he insulted my father yep. and my country, and you guys are mad because I punch him and his friend after. He's like, I don't understand. Let's bring in uh, Mike Blewett uh, right now. Mike, always a pleasure. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well, fellas. Uh, I'm with Cam. I kind of appreciate the comments from his father. His father, too, yeah, uh, he's, yeah. he's a real. That's 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 a real man's father, right? His there, father's Mike. about the honor, but yeah. let's be real. He, you know, Khabib got caught up in the war, right? He did, sure. and. It's easy to, to look at Khabib right now. Guys, don't think for a second that if Conor McGregor would have, wouldn't have won, he would have been in his face, too. Yep. Of course. It would have, it would have been ugly. The only difference is Dana White would have been smiling and laughing. And everybody right? would have got their checks, and everybody would have yeah. gotten their belt. But and, Dana, yeah, Dana was smiling spectacle. and laughing. Yeah, he was smiling and laughing when he was dropping that 9-11 stuff instead of saying, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, hey. Yeah. It's nothing it, to talk about a joke about trying to sell a fight here. Connor Dana was, was all baiting. smiles. Connor was race-baiting yep. leading up to the Floyd Mayweather yep. fight, and yep. Connor threw something at a he bus, a which was extremely, a extremely exactly. dangerous and absolutely deserved criminal charges, and Dana could have shut it down right then. He doesn't. He, Mike, every, he used most, it as the promo, the, the video it promo. Yeah. Everybody thought it was a stunt, and he's saying it isn't, and we all know it is. And even if it wasn't a pre-planned stunt by Dana, it is fair for everybody to suspect that he is backing it, even silently. 
Great point, yeah, Mike. And, and now the Russian guy's the bad guy because he responds to it and drops the bomb on everybody. Well, here's the, here's the thing. There two things. Habib is wrong for doing it. You cannot go out there and start hammering people in the audience because there are people around that aren't fighters. So and when he true. says he yeah. doesn't understand what, why is everybody talking about it, because you jumped out of the ring and started punching people who, granted, are in the fight game, but there's trainers there. They're not prepared to fight a world champion fighter. At yeah. the same time, you do have to understand, and this happens across all disciplines. We see, like, you know, diva actors like Christian Bale gets caught on tape going off on somebody, and then you have a fighter or an NFL player. It is weird that some people suspect that they can just turn the switch off the second the fight is over and yeah. be and exist peacefully. He just got done beating his hated rival to a pulp, and you want him to switch it off? He can't jump out of the ring, but to expect him to get ready for tea and crumpets right after the fight is a little ridiculous as well. Yeah, but yeah. To, to, to Gabe's point, Mike, it, there's a difference. Dana and Connor, it's a different situation between and then Dana and Habib because he, he, he treats them totally different. Dana, Absolutely. When, when, when McGregor does all this dumb stuff, Dana's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. hey, it's great for publicity and everything. But this guy, because he, he, he's not the same guy or your buddy or, you know, your meal ticket, he's just a kick-ass fighter who's the, who's the best. Yeah. It, 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 Gabe's, Gabe's Guys, got a great, you you got a great tweet. Dad? It's a double standard. It's a double standard, totally. He's protected class, Connor. Yes, McGregor he is. is. Yes, he is. Yes. Connor McGregor last year charged a Bellator cage. Yeah, He's he not even in Bellator. Great right. point. He, he charged a Bellator cage. There was a fighter that was knocked out. Connor, like, caused damage to him, basically because yeah. the ref tried to stop Connor, and the ref fell into the fighter that was already injured. Like, Connor put a fighter at safety, house at safety, jumped in the octagon and started, and started throwing punches at people. And now it happens to him, and it's like, oh, poor Connor. It's not right. It's amazing. You know, I don't know how much longer people are going to buy Connors, like what he's selling. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's you, you, at some point he needs to back it up. Yeah. I mean, he lost it. What, what alarms me is just how quickly he taps out. It's funny. Like, he's got no – I mean, I brought it up, Cam. You actually, you know, you went to sleep. Boss Root, you didn't tap. Yeah. Connors just taps <laughs> immediately. He, I, in Connor's defense, Gabe, that choke looked a lot min, meaner than the one Boss Rooten choked on me. Well, I am a regular crank. citizen. Yeah, I'm also a, a regular crank. guy. You could have broken neck. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Boss Rooten gave Con me the soft choke. I think Connor didn't want to be asleep in the ring. It was exactly. over. All right. Exactly. Um, so let's talk some NFL uh, football. A very strange 5-2 Houston right now. Say goodnight, Cleveland. Yeah. Um, a very Jeez, strange. Boy, I can't believe they didn't put up a fight, but yeah. A strange Sunday. You're right. Strange week. Strange, strange year. The standings are strange. There's no flow. Very few teams are getting into a rhythm. There's only two teams that are undefeated uh, right now. Yet, I'll start with you, Mike. You know, you and I, we talked about this Kansas City Chief game and the Jag game. I really thought there'd be points in this game. I thought the Jags would be able to score. I did like Kansas City before the game started, but Kansas City, we talked about it yesterday, I believe. I brought it up, Mike, uh, with you and Corey. That Kansas City, despite their defensive woes and giving up yards, etc., they were actually number one in the NFL defensively in stopping third-down conversions. So they're sort of strange. You know, there's the bend but don't yeah. break. They make big plays when they have to. Jeez, the Pats have made a living on that for 18 yeah. years. Exactly. And now, you know, Kansas City raised it up a notch on defense a little bit. 
Eric Berry's going to be back to practicing sort of slowly this week, uh, but Berry could be back in the coming weeks here, and he's a big defensive leader for this football team. If Kansas City starts playing defense, then they are a really scary team. No doubt, and that that is one of the key metrics. Look, we, we go over analytics all the time, and where does this team rank against the run and this team against the pass? There's two key metrics that will tell you what you what need what you need to be told about how successful teams are staying on the field on third down on offense getting off the field on third down on defense and turnover ratio those three things you can look at those and pretty much blindly pick which teams are good and bad during the course of an NFL season there's always anomalies and this is an extremely tight league but uh, to your point the Chiefs being able to get off the field on third down when it matters at times uh, might be a better story told than the fact that they are giving up a lot of our yards through the air. And Mike, and now in the now Chiefs game, this is guys five and zero ATS too. They're five. They're not just with yeah. the five and zero. They're five and zero ATS. Depending where yeah. you got that line with the with the Denver game, Mike, you said Gabe. Good teams win, great teams cover, while Kansas City's doing it all for betters. And, and, and in the reality of it, these guys are just unbelievable right now. Amazing. And now they get the Patriots, so we'll find out. Yeah, and good call. Yeah, so it's, a good, good. it's a good barometer for both these football teams. It's not a be-all, end-all football game, but are the New England Patriots back? I don't know. I mean, they beat up on the Miami Dolphins, who seem to be falling apart right now. And uh, they beat up on an Indianapolis Colt football team that was missing five or six starters. Yeah. Who are always seem to be and they lost three stars. guys during the game too. Yeah, yeah so I'm not. The, yeah, the Colts I don't know couldn't how even throw out up. a full active roster the other night. They only had 44 active guys. They lost three during the game. So by the second half, and they, they were battled. playing with a 41 man roster. Yeah, they battled yeah, too. They, they, they made plays defensively. You know that with the hit on Gronk and the couple picks like that. that the Colts, I got to give them full marks for for trying there, guys. So like they, I, they battled. I got a fun one for you guys. So I'm in my – I have an over-under uh, pool with some friends. We have a snake-style draft. We each pick four teams, and this year we picked each picked a fifth team as an alternate, which as of this week you have to make a decision by noon on Thursday. You can replace one of the teams that you selected with your alternate team. I have the Pats as my alternate over 11 and a half. And I have to either replace – I'm, I'm good on the Raiders under. I still feel good about the Titans over, even though they took an L yesterday. But I can replace the Bucks under six and a half uh, or the Lions under eight, which I'm, I'm still okay with the Lions, I feel like. But uh, would you replace well, the Bucks? The Lions, I think the Lions are going to go over eight or over. I, I'd say yeah. put pitch your wagon to the Raiders, Gabe. What's your take? I think the Raiders are going nowhere fast. No, no, Vegas. what I'm saying is the four teams keep I the drafted Raiders there, yeah. are oh. Bucks, Raiders, Lions, and Titans. Oh. I can replace one of them with the Pats over Ooh, 11 and a okay, half. I see, I see, okay. You still feel comfortable the, the Pats are going to get to 12 wins? I don't. Maybe more comfortable than the Bucks staying under 6.5 or the Lions staying under 8. Uh, the Titans and Raiders are locked in. I'm not replacing them. I don't think the Patriots are going to win 12 games. I don't know if they are either. Especially if they lose to the Chiefs this weekend, I really wish they had play. I really wish I had another week to figure yeah, this out. Because if they beat tough, the Chiefs, Mike. I'd that's go tough. in. But if I mean, they can end up. The Pats could be three and three after this week. Off the top of my head, and I'm, I'm going to look at their schedule here. But how many division games did the Pats play? Not many. The one. Yeah, that's yeah, the Dolphins. Right, yeah, and their right. division's not very good. So you got you two games Bills. against the Bills. We never beat them. 
Like that that's two wins. The Jets aren't gonna beat them. Uh, you know, and the Dolphins just lost to them. So yeah. you know, that's so what? They got five more division that's, games. That's Let's say that's an thinking. automatic four wins. Yeah. Probably five, they, but an automatic four. They don't four. do well. They don't do well in Miami though. And that's, that's where the other one is gonna be. So they have the Jets twice. Uh, which one of them is week seventeen? Yeah, but it's not a case it. where they—it's not a case where the Pats never do well in Miami. It, there's That's times true. where they have it. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's not always. And who knows? You know, I don't know. I just don't see Josh Allen knocking them off. But you know, the Buffalo Bills guys—I think it's a winnable game against Houston. It's not like Houston's any sort of juggernaut. No. Um, Buffalo have been battling, and truth be told. There'd be a lot of football teams, guys, that would have a two and three record right now after the Buffalo Bills uh, five game schedule that they faced. I agree with you. Yep. I agree. Like, can you, you imagine if they're three and three after six? Like, it would almost be like a, a big accomplishment, to be honest. Yeah. Same could be said for Tampa at two and two. I know they had the bye week this past week, but that for, that that opener that those first three openers that Tampa had that was rough, and they came out. Yeah, of but it, they're you know, regressing. Two and one. I agree. Tampa's so going to regress. They're so, regressing at a at a big pace too. Like you saw the the last couple games, like with their quarterback situation, I don't see Tampa Bay winning more than a couple more games this year. They they suck. So so you guys are thinking then? So so the Bucks are locked in then under six and a half. So you think I could I could replace the Lions with the Pats? Yes, you could. You could. It's a tough one. It's very tough, Mike. I, I mean, just stand show to a halt. Yeah, right. I feel like I feel like I'm Pat. you, Mike. People call in. Should I trade this guy or that guy? Yeah. You tell them why panic. It sounds like you already got a good situation going the way it is. You already like yeah, everything. I, I think I'm. I think I might leave it. And if the Pats weren't playing the Chiefs, it might it might be a little bit different. But I I would I would going into this game. I think the Pats could end the Chiefs' little run here. Um, no, I'm I, all I over just, the Chiefs at plus three and a half. Oh, it's the Chiefs are going to go in there. So this this is this is where like this is the defining situation. The Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know how many freaking years it's been in the playoffs. It seems like they it seems like the MO of the Chiefs in the playoffs. They beat the Houston Texans in the first game, mm-hmm. and then they go and they lose to New England by seven. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's sort of the MO of the Chiefs seasons all the time. Win a playoff game, play the Pats the following week, lose by seven. And you always and Andy Reid plays it close to the vest, and you know with Alex Smith, and are sort of in it, but then they end up just sort of losing, right, seven or ten, and you know they they left it on the table, they left points on the table. It seems like this year it's different. I legitimately believe, guys, that Doug Peterson winning the Super Bowl last year in a fashion that he did has inspired Andy Reid, and he didn't he didn't like you know you look at Bill O'Brien who has Deshaun Watson and he can screw it up. Uh, Andy Reid didn't do all this to put, you know, not to let Mahomes carry him. You look, he's running, running sort of a, a wide, wide open offense, college style offense. They get this defense going, and just the play calling is aggressive. The mentality is aggressive of the Kansas City Chiefs. And you look at Doug Peterson; they won the Super Bowl last year because of his aggression and the, the risk taking. Look, McVay yesterday rolls the dice, wins a game. And then you have uh, Jason Garrett and the Cowboys I mean, freaking punting yeah, for the 42-yard line. And then Gabe, they lose the game. Gabe, we were, on, we were on air yesterday and, and the week before, and you were talking about if Bill O'Brien loses a game, he could be the first one fired. After last night, you might have to look at the other sideline. I know that's not the type of thing that Jerry will do because he likes the fact that Garrett is in that spot for him. 
But man, what a what a brutal decision after yep. watching McVeigh had just doing it a couple of hours before, and McVeigh was in a more difficult position to do it because he could have given the game away. And guys, Jerry I mean, called him out too. He goes, "I totally disagree with that." So like he's kind of like I know he gets with Garrett's guy because he can kind of boss him around, but he's he's pissed. Jerry Jones I mean, is pissed. Yeah. I mean, you could either run the sneak with Doc, you could run the yeah, play, anything. you could do so many things with, with Zeke Elliott, and it's a conservative play call. And listen, is it Jason Garrett's fault the Cowboys are who they are? No. no. But he's not going to help advance them either, right? Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, personnel isn't, it clearly isn't his call. It's Steven and Jerry Jones. But to make a decision like that after the, the way things are going in the league, we're finally seeing guys being aggressive. You just mentioned Peterson. We saw McVay do it uh, and salt the game away. There's no reason with the money that they spend on the offensive line and the talented running back that they have that they can't run the play back because you got stopped on third. You think you're going to get stopped on fourth too? I don't see it that way. I would I imagine. That's, that's uh, By the way, after yeah. Bill O'Brien completely muffs the end of the first yeah. half, what a yeah, ridiculous Bill, uh, situation. Bill Gabe, you He's talked about it. I've Bill O'Brien. You. Bill O'Brien goes for it now, but you know it's it's one of those things. It's against his mo. Like he looks uncomfortable going for it. There's always a problem. Like when McVay does it, it's like okay, we got we got this. When Mc, you know when Bill O'Brien does, it, you're like you're just cringing, going uh, I don't know, Bill. Like it, yeah. it goes against who he is, and it's that's why those plays don't work. The assumption you know? that Deshaun Watson cannot take snaps under center exactly. is absurd. I know. I know. It's, it's insane. Drew Brees does it. I know. For time and time and time again. Gabe, we just talk about reach that. over the goal we line. Need, you need a half yard. Why are you starting in the sh- like the shotgun? How many yards back to get to Running get that yard? Running it wide. Of course he's going to get run down by three linebackers. Drives us What's nuts. amazing is that he's supposed to be a quarterback genius. This old guy. Because that's his level of expertise. It's insane. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk about tonight's football game. Uh, looks like Houston just blew this game open. Oh, it's well. over, buddy. Yeah. Party's over. Good job, Cleveland. Bye-bye, Cleveland. Game time decisions continues. Mike blew it. Uh, we'll kick it with us and talk a little Steelers as well. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions, Ready to Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Level 2. We've got a jam show. True Dinkmeyer will help us play some DFS a little bit later on. Jamie Heath. The sportbrokers.com will join us. We'll talk about tonight's Monday Nighter. I just heard the promo talking about me going to the sports book yeah. and having a grilled cheese sandwich and a Sierra Mist. 
Well, my life uh, must be pretty repetitive because that's exactly what I did this afternoon. <laughs> I went you to like what you book. like. Yeah, I went to the sports book. I had a grilled cheese, uh, French fries, and a Sierra Mist. <laughs> Should have like been a Sierra Nevada. <laughs> yeah, I'm like uh, I'm like an old man. You know what I mean? Having yeah, the same lunch like, every day, exactly. same place. Like you they like even it. know it. Yeah, they even know it's the a diner. She was like grilled cheese fries. I was like, yeah, and a Sierra Mist. <laughs> I was I'm expecting Sierra on... Nevada there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. See, Sierra Mist. You know, Mike, I was ordering Sprite for like the last month there, and they never told me it was Sierra Mist. You know, <laughs> they they finally they said yeah yeah the old bait and switch. Mist. Yeah, <laughs> they said Sierra Mist. So. It's it's all right. We'll we'll accept it. So I put in a bunch of plays. I bet the baseball games. Um, Dodgers are up one nothing right now. Ten um, two right now. Holy ten two! Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. For Houston, talking about blowing it up, man. It was so two one. Just like it was. That's what when we started this. Yes, two to one. What's happening? Bauer one, can't make seven. a throw to second base, and then boom, the floodgates open. Now, uh, yeah, it's toast. Wow. Six in the top of the eighth, and yep. they finally got out of it. But, man, they gave up nine in the last two innings. That's brutal. Train wreck. So the Dodger, Dodgers are up one nothing right now. That's just in the second inning. A player, Rich Hill, is um, on the hill. And we've got the Yankees. Before we get back to football, Mike, uh, New York Yankees tonight in the Bronx. And I'm looking out the window right now. And, you know, like I've said, I can, I've got a beautiful view of Manhattan. Normally I can see the Empire State Building clearly and – you know, I can, I can see the skyline of Manhattan extremely clearly. I can't see anything. You know, I really can't. There's It's extremely foggy and hazy out today. Muggy no, and murky is what they yeah. said this morning on oh, the Oh, muggy uh, and murky. Yeah, yeah, murky's yeah. a good word because yeah. it reminds me of being a kid almost. Like, I, I was telling me and Corey were talking about this on the show today. I don't know what it is, but, like, every time I've been to Yankee Stadium, it's always been murky. And it's always sort of been that, like, old school. Like, I remember growing up as a kid in the 70s, like, just being scared of Yankee Stadium on TV even. You know, it's called, like, the Bronx Zoo and stuff. Everyone's, like, son of Sam. Everyone's getting murdered, like, in New York. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's some hardcore stuff down there at Yankee Stadium. Well, the 70s and, and 80s in the Bronx were the real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Charles Bronson movies, Death Wish. Um, <laughs> so... I'm just stating, though, it just feels like, you know, it has that New York playoff baseball weather today, doesn't it? In my opinion, it does. It just feels like New York baseball weather. No doubt. And it's a it's a little warmer than it is uh, normally at this time of year, but it's humid as heck, and it could get a little breezy out there tonight. So I think game time is looking around 65 degrees, so a little warmer. They, can, they don't have to go with long sleevers and uh, winter hats, but uh, it's going to be... You know, it, it's going to be rocking there tonight, no doubt about no doubt about it. People are going to be into it. It's a big Yankees price for big the Yankees. Yeah, well, I'm seeing minus 190, Gabe, and I was actually kind of like, I want to take the Yankees, but might have to parlay them. And I was going to ask you guys, what do you guys think about the total at 8.5 with those bats, with the pitching matchup, too, with Severino and Eovoldi? We might have lots of runs in this game. As long as you don't get to that uh, Yankees bullpen, there could be some serious. I, I think they can get to 9. I was going to get your guys' take. What do you guys think? I think... I think your chance is good there because Evaldi throws hard, and if he just goes, if it gets a little sideways, Mm -hmm. that can mean a couple of long balls, and you're already up to four, and it might not even be the third inning. Severino, it was the weirdest thing for the wild card game. It shows you it's just not the baseball that we grew up on. In the wild card game, he comes out after four plus innings, throws 87 pitches. He hadn't given up a run yet. 
but he got a standing ovation. I was like, yeah, I'm not really the standing ovation guy after the 87 pitches and he can't get it out in the fifth. You know, like, thanks for not giving up a run, but a new baseball, can we just like get five out of you? It's just so weird to watch it now. Yeah, it's like, well, they were clapping and he didn't get shelled like he did last year in the wild card yeah. game. Yeah, uh, when he gave up a third right. of an inning. Right. But, like, give me a break. Let's get through the fifth and then hand yeah. it to the bullpen so we don't you use know, used to six be, guys every night. Yeah, now if you're a pitcher and you give him five innings, you get that heroic send-off. It's like, wow, he gave us four innings. You know, wow. <laughs> but you know, what part of that, you know what part of that is, too, Gabe? And you'll if you get a chance to go one of these Yankee playoff games, or, and if you've been to one before, I don't know if you have, but it's not the regular season crowd. You got a big corporate crowd. You got the crazy yeah. ones up in the upper decks. That's you know that's the, pe- the people that I grew up with. But uh, the people in the lower bowl, that's your corporate crowd. They're excited to be there. They're going to put it up on their Instagram and be excited about yeah. that. They, yeah. they they stand up <laughs> and start Giuliani's getting standing there. ovations. And the guys in the bleachers are like, "What are you doing? We yeah. don't even have an out in the fifth yet." Exactly. Settle down. Yeah, like it's Giuliani uh, and and, um, and and everyone else. You're yeah. right, and it's funny because I complained about that actually with the Toronto Raptors, in which the Raptors have an extremely, oh, sure. they have a great, um, they have a great regular season crowd. It's a very college atmosphere. It's a younger demographic. The, the tickets are much cheaper than what the Blue Jays are like. The Blue Jays and the Leafs are sort of they're aiming for a different crowd. Like the Raptors reach out to teenagers with Drake and all that type stuff. Sure, and and it creates a great atmosphere there. But then exactly it, Mike, every time it gets to the playoffs, the Raptors aren't as good at home. And what is it? You know, Toronto is like one of the most expensive and richest cities in North America. And yeah. so the ticket, it's sort of like a San Francisco, like a warrior type thing where suddenly it's all the bankers and, you know, the it's just money. And they're only there because the Toronto Maple Leafs aren't playing or the Leafs have been eliminated. And there's nowhere else to be seen. And yeah. or, hey, it's LeBron James. I haven't gone to an NBA game all year. But I'm a millionaire, and LeBron James is playing, and the Leafs aren't playing, so I might as well go to be seen. And, you know, I could say, well, look, I was LeBron James. And, you know, it's just they kill the atmosphere. It's sure just do. you yeah. can feel it. It's palpable how it's different during the playoffs. And, the, really and this is. current Yankee Stadium, uh, for whatever good and bad you could say about it, will never, ever be the old Yankee Stadium. It's, it's set up differently. The fans, many of the fans aren't as close to the playing field as possible. There's 5,000 less people than there was in the old stadium. And, you know, the, it's just the reality of the situation. The Yankees made a very nice, beautiful, modern stadium, but it's just not going to be like the old one was. It's yeah, but at least it's too, a replica. A little bit too much like a five-star hotel experience and not yeah. a rowdy baseball stadium. But most yeah. stadiums are going that way there now, guys, of right? Course. It's just that's yeah. just that's that's the world we live in right now. I like that's the thing. I I almost told Marenzi when I was doing my Stanley Cup stuff, I go, I went to Long Island where the Islanders were. It was like they still had like old drapes from like the seventies or crack and yes. It was like a roller rink, Mike. I was I was cracking I go, This is amazing. Like you know, well, look, yeah. at, look at the Detroit <laughs> Red awesome. Wings, guys. Look at yeah, the Red Wings. Joe Lewis. The Red Wings had a great thing going at the Joe. They were selling people out all the they were selling games out all the time. Well, was it a great arena? No. But it was special. It, it had was. a ton of tradition. It was right there downtown. It just, you know, it, it was right there. And, yeah, there was nothing around it. But it was just, it was Detroit. And, you know, now they have this, what is it called? Little Little Caesars or whatever the hell yeah. it's called. This new arena. It's empty. You know, it, no one's going. I, it's just, it's, but people complain either way. We see this all the time. Yeah. They don't like the old stadiums. Oh, you need a new stadium. You need to compete. And then you get these new stadiums. It's like Mike said. 
They're like shopping centers and food courts and hotels yeah. and stuff. And it's not a million like, food options. Yeah. Like you're selling the team. But the thing is, players, they sell the stadium now. They sell the experience. Yeah. They're not really selling the team because, they, you know, most owners' teams are bad, right? So yeah. it's like, well, I'll come down like Camden. Oh, I'll come down to Camden. We're not going to win, but, you know, come check out the park. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, let me tell people bet DSI well, celebrating well, 20 well, years. As yeah, the go ahead. I'll, I'll tell a good Long Island, a Long Island story right after you're done with the read. <laughs> they have a great customer service and fast, easy payment and winnings. Play virtually every sport at bet DSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering. Bet DSI now offering up to a thousand dollar bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY. That's betdsi.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head over. To bet DSI and start winning today. So what about Long Island? So what Cam said about the Islanders' old stadium, they're they're building a new – the Islanders play in Brooklyn now in Barclays Center. It's not a great yeah. fit, so they're building a new stadium. But I actually live about five miles from Nassau Coliseum where the Islanders played for decades. And I saw – I hadn't been to an Islanders game in a really long time, but a few years ago – I got tickets to their playoff series they had against the Capitals, I believe it was, in their last couple of days in the building. And yeah, I was there for the I was there for the John Tavares. He scored an overtime goal about 11 seconds into overtime, and the sound in the place because it was an old roller rink style as Cam mentioned, and they used to have doors. Remember when stadiums had doors leading into yeah. where the arena was from exactly. where the rotunda is? Exactly. And it was an old concrete building, and the sound ricochets off those things. And I remember thinking, first of all, the place was going bananas because JT scored the goal. And second, I thought to myself, I'll never hear an arena this loud again, nope. ever. That's yeah, beautiful. I, 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 and yeah, before we get into the NFL, and Joe Lewis, too, they also had on the paint in the painting – all the Stanley Cup winning teams, like, and it was in the brick. And, like, all the old guys, like, you'd see Gordie Howe there. You'd see, like, the legends would actually come to the game now. Good luck. Like, it's, it's just a different world we're living in, guys. You know that. It's just it's, yeah, it's yeah. tough. So your Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike, uh, get a big win yeah. uh, yesterday. Big We're watching it right now, actually. Yeah, good nice, win. Nice, Mike. Nice. <laughs> Loving it twice. Loving yeah, it twice. Yeah, game pass. A little game pass going <laughs> in the background. So I think, you know, it's, they stopped the bleeding at least for a week. And uh, Atlanta's got big issues. Uh, right now, and now you uh, you go into Cincinnati, which is a very big football game. So you know, the Bengals, huge. the Bengals are really really playing good football this year. No one really, no one saw this coming. Everybody laughed at Marvin Lewis coming back. Everybody's you know mocked Andy I'm Dalton my over hand. the years. I was and, I was one of yeah, those guys. You know what's amazing is the comebacks. But the Dolphins down in Atlanta, they come back. Yesterday they're down seventeen nothing. They come back. An extremely resilient bunch so far this year. It's going to be. A I will say this though, game. game. You and I talked about the Bengals like leading up to the season. I did warm on them throughout the summer. I just thought they made enough moves to help fix that offensive line. They obviously have some pretty good weapons uh, offensively. You and I talk about it almost every Sunday. People don't like Dalton because he isn't sexy. It doesn't mean he's not any good. And they have talented defenders. Uh, it's not that Marvin Lewis. They have a, a lot of talent coach. Is that he just can't get it done in the postseason? I, I can't yeah. quite figure that out. But a lot of but guys can't get it done in the postseason. They haven't been a it's bad true. franchise for 15 years. You know, he no. just can't get it done in the Dude, playoffs. Dude, he's averaged nearly 10 wins a season. Actually, like yeah. Andy Dalton, yeah, Andy point. Dalton guys has like the fourth best winning percentage out of any starting quarterback with 100 starts in the NFL. Like I'm not kidding. Like it's crazy. But basically, after Brady, Russell Wilson, Breeze, Andy Dalton, <laughs> like they've won games. 
Like Andy Dalton's like 64 and 42 as a starter. Like he's he wins a lot of football games. You know, the last year or so, you know, it, it got ugly in the last year and a half or two years. But a lot of a lot of coaches have had problems uh, in the postseason. The defense, you know, the emergence of uh, of Boyd has been big for them. Uh, Mixon has been good. Bernard, the, as you stated, the line was better. And Andy Dalton's one of these quarterbacks that if you give him time, he'll be yep. effective. Yep. He'll if he has a bad offensive time. line, he'll turn the ball over. It's it's pretty yeah. simple with Andy Dalton. I think that's fair. And and when they didn't, when they were inefficient running the ball last year with Mixon, it it created all kinds of problems. Everything kind of fell apart. They couldn't protect any QB. They couldn't they couldn't open holes for Mixon. And now. You see the slight improvements. It's it's amazing. I mean, I, I write a about a three thirty five hundred word article every summer on offensive lines, just going through it, and it can lead you down the path of which teams may struggle and which teams may be better than you would otherwise think. I thought the Rams yep. last year, going into last year, had a real shot to improve that running game. I had no idea they were going to be as good as they were, but uh, I thought they were one of the teams that really addressed those holes, and it's turned the entire team around. Mike blew it uh, with us. Uh, very interesting card this week. Me, Mike, and Corey will break it down Sunday morning at 10 o'clock right here on the Fantasy Sports uh, Network. Uh, big games, the Jags and the Cowboys. Can the Jags uh, bounce back? What about the Cowboys? Cowboys season will be on the line. Um, those L.A. Rams that haven't lost a game go into Denver. The, the Chiefs and the Patriots, that's Sunday night football. How cool is that? Uh, Chargers and Browns. That's really interesting. Yeah, the Browns. The Browns are for real right now. They are. I'm curious to see the Bears back in action against the Dolphins. We'll find out. My Buffalo Bills go into Houston. Uh, but tonight's football game, guys, before we get you out of here, Mike, let's look at tonight's game. Sure. The Washington Redskins get six points. The total is now 51 and a half. And you look at this division right now in the NFC East, and the New York Giants aren't going anywhere. Just ask Odell Beckham. Um, uh, so the Giants aren't going anywhere. Finito, man. Whenever I hear a coach use the word finito, I'm thinking this coach is in trouble. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking the coach is probably out of touch a little bit. Finito, is it? What are you, the Fonz? Um, so you've, you got you got Odell Beckham, and, you know, the Giants are falling apart. The Dallas Cowboys aren't going anywhere. And you got the Philadelphia Eagles, who I guess could sort of flick that switch and turn it on, but whatever. They're two and three. Long story short, Mike, the division is there for the taking for Washington right now. It really is. Yes, it is. I would say that's fair. And the, the Saints haven't shown any ability. What we saw from the Saints, I, I don't know if it was you guys that were talking about it over the course of the last week, but a lot of times when we see a big jump from a team defensively from one year to the other, that's yeah. usually a little bit of a false uh, sort of a false equivalence to them being a good defense. It generally is somewhere in the middle between them being maybe a 30th-ranked defense and then a 15th-ranked defense. It's probably somewhere around 21 or 22 is what they really are. So we're seeing a little bit of a regression defensively. It doesn't mean they can't get some things fixed, but uh, we like Washington. You and I talk about Alex Smith a lot. He's a pretty, he's a, a very capable quarterback. I'm a big he's Alex a, Smith he's a winning, fan. Winning quarterback and. Uh, I would never lay these points tonight, but I have a feeling Breeze with some of these records on the line, I think he's going to be able to get it done. You know why I like uh, what makes me like Washington even more, Cam? I was in line at the sports book today, and everybody was saying how they're taking New Orleans. Oh, good, 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 good. I was like, good, uh, perfect. <laughs> they're like on total, total, squ- total, yeah, total square types, Mike. 
total square types that simplified it. They said, oh, you got to take Drew Brees over Alex Smith. Simple as that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but give me the points. Thanks, Mike. All right, fellas. Take uh, care, Mike. All right. Have a great week. You too. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Gabe Time Decisions, Ready to Rage Radio. You got the exec fired up there, Gabe. Do it in Dublin. Fight him in Dublin. Yeah, I don't know why Corey Parsons is such a big Conor McGregor fan. Isn't isn't the champion like when you fight I told him, country, I said, you don't fight like... Dublin, he lost. You don't get the, I said, you go to Moscow now. Or you go to Russia or, now. Or a mid-grade country. Something like, you know, like either or. Well, yeah. they just they just fought on a neutral, neutral site. Yeah. If they fight again, they should fight in Russia, but... I don't. I don't think they'll be fighting again. Actually, maybe they no. will down the road. You know, Connor's talking about a rematch. Khabib's the one in control of that right now. He doesn't have to give him a rematch. He hasn't so, even been paid yet. Like I no. know, with like, see, that's the issue. This is the issue that I, I guarantee so, Connor would have been paid. Yeah. Well, there's all this shenanigans and stuff. What's that got to do with the guy getting paid? Like that is, it, you know what I mean? It's just like well, he fought, yeah. he won. Come on, Gabe. It's just he's, he's going to get horseshit. He's well, yeah, going to get fined. He is going to get fined, but give him his money at least from winning the contest so he can pay the fine. He's right. going to get suspended probably <laughs> Yes, as well he is. Yes, he is. By the Nevada State Athletic Commission, right? Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, he caused a brew. I would imagine he's probably going to be fined about, um, I think he's going to be fined about, uh, probably about $200,000, I'll say. You think? Uh, yeah, chunk two, of change, 200, yeah. 250 in that range. Um, he reportedly, uh, he, he, they said he got two million. That was his purse. Two two million dollars, which isn't that much to be honest, considering how so big of a fight it you're was. You're predicting he'll lose like uh, like what 10%. is that twenty? Yeah, ten percent. Ten percent of the yeah, purse. Yeah, in that range, you know, maybe maybe fifteen percent. That fight but, before was awesome. Ferguson Ka- and uh, Pettis, like that was yeah, man, great what fight. The, that, that Khabib was awesome. though, Cam. Khabib doesn't care about the money. No, he doesn't. Like he really right. doesn't. Like he's rich already. Like, Khabib's family is rich. He's rich. Like, Khabib has, already has more money in his bank account than he, from fighting. Yeah. Like, fighting Con- is just something he does, you know? Connor's not, rich. Well, Connor, Connor made the $100 million. Dollars. I think Connor got $10 million for the fight. Connor got $10 million. Khabib wow. got two. That's so Khabib stupid. Kicked the crap out. Of I know that's, 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 that's another thing. So so the guy the guy the guy's the champion. What he's getting eight million dollars less than the challenger got his you ass know, kicked. You know Doesn't is, make though? a lot of sense. It, Popularity it, it, contest. It is and it is. And I even me who I don't like Connor, but 
I'm not going to complain about it. Khabib barely talks English. I know. He's not an exciting fighter. You know what I mean? He doesn't really, he doesn't sell pay-per-views. Connor's the no. one that, you know, I'll give that to Connor. It's people want to see Connor, not Khabib. Yep. But I was going to say, so, of course, Connor wants a rematch because he just sort of got embarrassed. But it's very, it's very, very dicey for him to fight Khabib again. He'll lose again. Like, course, nothing yes. will be different. You can't stop this guy from taking you down. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. It's a bad matchup for you, Connor. If I'm Connor, I just move on. I know it sucks. It is what it is. But, you know, fight him down the road in a year or two if you want. The thing is with me is if you're Connor McGregor, and I'm looking at this from a pro-Connor standpoint. I don't even like him, but I'm looking at this from, yeah. from his standpoint. If you lose to Khabib again, it severely hurts your brand. It does. Like, you know, you tapped out to Diaz. You tapped out to Khabib. You got beat up by Mayweather. You're going to come back again. It's a lot of losses. You know, like at some point, you know, he's going to have to find someone else to fight now. I know Khabib. Khabib wants to fight George St. Pierre, which would be probably not the most exciting fight because no, it, would, it would be you on know, the ground. Khabib versus, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I know Khabib wanted that. And George St. Pierre was up for it as well. Uh, but I think Dana Khabib White. Khabib would kill him, Gabe. Don't you think? Would Khabib kill George St. Pierre? Yeah. Man, George St. Pierre actually, hasn't been in the octagon in a long time. Like, Khabib's a. Eh, like a year or so. Yeah. He came back and he fought Bisping, if you recall. That's, yeah. yeah. Easy to forget, Cam. I won't hold it against you. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't exactly the most Feels exciting Feels like a long fight. time. Yeah, it was like last year at some point. But he hadn't been around for four or five years. Yeah, and he came back and he fought Bisping. GSP's not that old. GSP's like, he's bigger than Khabib, right? That's the thing. But not that much bigger than Khabib. I would say due to the age difference, I would lean with Khabib in this fight. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't write George St. Pierre off, you know? He's held. You you know better than anybody. GSP's a tactician, too. Like, his ground game. That's just interesting. It's strength versus strength with those guys, right? Like, Khabib, when he gets you on the ground, the, the, the thing that he does with the they double, double do leg at the back, think, you can't yeah. move. Like, he's just, no, like, it's just crazy, man. Like, Connor, I'm like, watching him going, like, this guy's dead. He can just, but that, Khabib's, Khabib's stand up was pretty good on Saturday. It was. That's what was surprising. It was good. You're right. Like, I, I was, was nervous from, from a betting standpoint. I was like, man, Khabib better be careful when he stands in boxes with Connor. Yeah, he thought he might Connor, get Connor can clip him. But no. Basically, you could tell early, Connor, it didn't hurt Khabib when he punched him. Like, you could tell Khabib, like, had no issues eating the punches, you know, and it was very interesting. Connor looked tired to me as well. And that's the thing, you know, as good as Connor McGregor is, I think he is good. You know, as good as he is, it's hard not to fight for two years, Cam. Like, that Floyd Mayweather stuff was an exhibition, dude. That was yep. like a Rocky movie. You know what I mean? Like, Sylvester Stallone worked as hard as they did in, in Rocky. <laughs> you know, like it was. <laughs> he worked, Connor went he, out pretty there. Pretty hard it was, to Creed. <laughs> it was one. Of, yeah, it was one of the worst boxing matches ever. It was like, you know, I've seen more. Yeah, the move, the boxing was tougher in Raging Bull, the movie, than it was in that fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Floyd, you know, did nothing for five rounds and knocked him out when he wanted yeah, to he in the seventh. Him. Yeah, because he was like, "Well, people paid a hundred bucks for this, yeah. so like, give, give him a little, give him a few rounds." Yeah, exactly. I'll give him a few rounds and whatever. And that's exactly what he did. So Connor really hasn't done anything active besides really get wasted for the last two years. Yeah, and that's so <laughs> he he got in shape. He got in shape. Like he was prepared for the fight. 
I don't think he mailed it in or anything like that, but you know, now now I think he could sort of be back. You know what I mean? Like after that, I think he loses. Now, you know what if Connor what they should do? And like I said, I'm thinking pro Connor here. Basically, Connor should step up because it's funny, before he was talking smack last week about how he was gonna kill Khabib and then he would fight next month at MSG. So what they should do is they should just set it up where somebody gets injured and O'Connor steps up on short notice because he's such a stud. Yeah. yeah, you do it against the guy that you know he can beat. I'm just saying this for his own good. It's actually a really good plan, Gabe, because you then, then you, get his, you get his brand back. Because right now he's at yeah. a low, right? He's a stock at his low. People, well, people love the still guy. like he him. They defend yeah, but he can't him. Lose but, yeah, but yeah. you said it. He can't lose again. You can't keep like, on let's losing just say he and comes losing back. and losing. Yeah. His career's not over if he comes no. back and loses to compete again, still, but hey, it doesn't look good. No, It doesn't right. look good. You know, you I'll can't you. just, yeah, if you, if you want to run your mouth all the time, you got to yeah, win, you got to right? back it up. You got to back it up. You want to call people terrorists and stuff, yeah. you better back it up. Exactly. Uh, yeah, man, you know more than me about the mixed martial arts game. I'll tell you, that Tony Ferguson, you want to talk about balls, though? This guy had a surgery, Marantz. He's in there getting things done. I know Pettis is a little bit older now, but still very, very dangerous fighter. And I'll tell you, man, like you want to talk bang for your buck with that fight. I was just, I was watching that like spellbound going, man, this is amazing. Like just the exchanges, the blood. I was just like, it was like, oh man, it was wild. That Tony Ferguson, that guy is an absolute animal. Like you can tell him like just from his demeanor, the way he is, like he is a tough SLB. Like I would, well, that him, guy, he just he looks crazy. Like he's that's probably, crazy in a good way. That's probably who Khabib will fight next. That's oh wow, what a fight that'll be, dude! They were supposed to fight each other like three yeah, times already. Exactly, Every, but the guy like had once. No, it's it's been like it's both their faults. Like they were supposed to fight, and once Khabib uh, didn't make weight, Khabib got yep. like sick two days before the fight or something. Khabib used to have a hard time making weight, so Khabib didn't make weight once. Another time they were supposed to fight, it was the same crap. Literally, like, I think it was the day before or something, Tony Ferguson was like, ah, I can't make it. Like, I pulled something. I, uh, I'm hurt. Yeah. And I think it was three times, actually, something happened. And it's not that they're dodging each other. It's just sort of, you know, these guys are so tough. They're not scared. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just coincidence. Khabib, listen, Khabib used to miss a lot of fights. Like, that was the thing with Khabib before. Like, Khabib would have been a champion earlier, Cam, but... He was kind of erratic. Like, he would pull out. He was hurt. He's Russian. You know what I mean? It's yeah. sort of that. I changed deal. We changed deal. Yeah, yeah I'm not exactly. happy. You know Me not I mean? happy like, with deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like my, my terms. <laughs> but not so much the money. He just does things. He's going to do what he wants yeah. to do. You know what I mean? For sure, yeah. He just it. tells him, oh, I can't fight. Me no fight. I fight yeah. too much. Too much. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. He calls like the basically. shots. Yeah. Oh, we fight. We fight. I'm not. I fight next month. Oh, not now. Not now. <laughs> like he's very. So that's why Connor before used to say, "I'll fight him," but and Connor is a businessman. So yes. Connor said, "Hey, I'll fight this guy, but I don't want to go through all this crap promoting fights and traveling around for press conferences if he's not going to show up. Mm-hmm. If there's going to be a problem." So finally, it took years, but sort of Khabib got the trust of, all right, he's not going to miss Wade. He'll show up. And, and he did. But so, yeah, Tony Ferguson and Khabib, you know, you could argue Tony Ferguson's better than Conor McGregor right now. I think he is. You know, he's more complete. You know, Tony Ferguson can wrestle a bit. He's bigger than Conor McGregor. He's big guy, Tony Ferguson. And you can see he can also stand up. You see he can kick you in the head. Like Tony yeah, Ferguson is a very I love versatile him. fighter. 
you said it. And the thing I liked about him too is when you're watching him fight, look at the way he shuffles. He does an unorthodox move. Like when guys come in, it's all about angles, right, in fighting too. And he does it yeah, so naturally. Yeah. And that's after a knee injury. Like I was telling Lisa, we're watching the fights. I go, watch this guy shuffle. It's like a dance. He's so quick. Like, the thing about that guy is I don't think people understand. Like, he is, like, lightning fast. I'm just watching him going, wow. And even when Pettis, he, he, clipped, he clipped him one time, I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. I go, I go this guy's going to kill him. Like, and he just came back, Gabe. His style and technique, I think it's bad news. I, I hate to tell you, if, they, if him and Connor fought, I would bet on Ferguson. Yeah. Would you? I, so would I. Yeah, yeah right now I, I would. I, 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 think, I just think he – I just watch that guy, and I'm like, wow, man. And his mental game, too. He enjoys it. Like he, it's not just about the show or the money or anything. Like he, there, there's something like that no, smile. He likes to it's fight. like that yeah. Joker. He's like the Joker. Hey, right? it's like come yeah. on, bring it on. Like he, he, he gets his rocks off. He loves this stuff. And him and man, Khabib, that guy, that'd be him a wicked Khabib fight. Would be a sick fight. It, it would. It be. would be. It, it would be great. I think Khabib would beat him just because Khabib is Khabib. But it, it would be out of ground. Yeah, it would they, be a great fight. They, um, they respect each other, Khabib and Ferguson. Yes. Like, there was heat. Like, Ferguson's kind of an arrogant guy, right? So Ferguson's yep. just going to rub people the wrong way no matter what outside the ring or the octagon. Like, Ferguson's the type of dude, Cam, like, he wears his sunglasses inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> one of those guys, yeah. No, but no, he backs he it up, like, though. But he backs, yeah, like, he, 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 he thinks he's like a rock star, right? So yeah, he wears he glasses. Does. He's very <laughs> – and he gets into it with everybody. Yeah. Like, he gets into it with heavyweights. Like, he gets into it, yeah. like, backstage. Like, he's not <laughs> – like you, you said, like he's a little, he's a little, he's, jolly, he's a little loose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is. Like he's, he's one of these guys, loose. even with other fighters, like they'll be standing there and he'll be like, you got a problem? You looking at yeah. me? <laughs> like, it's like, settle down, Tony. What's your deal? And he's like, what? Don't tell me to settle down. Settle down. I'll kick your ass. Like, you know, like he's done this. <laughs> like, I swear to God. Yeah, like, he has that look up. To There's him, all man. kinds of videos of him telling other fighters, <laughs> F you. Like in different weight classes. Like he even says that. Like he's yeah, done I don't it think to smaller afraid. guys. He's, he's not done it to smaller guys and bigger yeah. guys. Yeah. Like, you know, he nearly got into it for Doom, who's like a big heavyweight. Yep. And he was like, screw you. You suck. And, like, Ferguson told him, like, he brought up a fight that he lost. He goes, yeah, you look real good in your last fight. And he's like, <laughs> Ferguson's mouthing off to him. And, like, uh, Verdum says, I am a heavyweight. I destroy you. And Ferguson's like, you ain't destroying shit, man. He's, like, just talking <laughs> back to him. But I've seen Ferguson get into it with a smaller guy, and Ferguson told him, too, you think because we're not in the same weight class, I won't drop you right now? Like, he basically, he doesn't care. Like He, he, just, he, yeah, that's it. he likes to stir way. it up. He likes to yeah, stir it up, and he's not backing Khabib, down. Him and Khabib, it never got, like, nasty. You know, it wasn't, yeah, it was more just, I could beat this guy, and Khabib's like, you can't beat me. And, like, whenever, like, it got canceled, they always tweet each other, not like, hey, screw you. This guy's a wuss. He never shows up. It's always, hey, I hope Tony Ferguson's back feels better and we yeah. fight in the future, right? It's exactly. always sort of that respect. They want to make they it probably happen. will. But the thing is, you know, Khabib will make more money fighting Conor, right? But yeah. the thing is, I don't think Khabib cares about money. You know, the best thing for Khabib, fight Tony Ferguson, and you beat him, and then your status really grows, and... I you know I don't know if this is crazy, but he needs to do more because he hasn't beaten a lot of really really like you know other guys' resumes are better in a sense they've fought in like ten or fifteen like legends. Mm-hmm. Khabib hasn't fought in ten or fifteen legends, but it's time like we can't. It wouldn't be crazy to to put him in a conversation with the best UFC fight ever. 
starting with Ferguson would help his legacy, Gabe. He beats him. Yes, the exactly. Way, yeah, that, 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 would make, that would be a yeah, big, like if, big if he has like, mark. Yeah, he smashed Connor, he smashed Ferguson, and then he smashed Connor again. Yeah. Then it's like, yeah, man, this guy. Yeah, he's, this guy's number one, the best. Well, he's, tw- he's 27 and 0 now. <laughs> right? So you get to 30 and 0, you smash everybody in a sport which everybody has one loss. It, it'd be hard to discount just because he's so dominant. But, you know, his first, like, 16, 17 fights really weren't, uh, you know, against the elite of the elite. Now, John Jones, to me, is the best. Yeah, to be the best, you actually have to fight. Yeah. And John Jones is such a Great mess. Point. He's not around, right? I mean, yeah, I say you're the best, John, but, dude, Where like, how you? many times have you fought? Yeah. You have one fight in the last three years. Yeah, that's <laughs> – you said it. Like, eventually – you get. I'll give Connor credit though for for one thing, and to your to your point though, this guy's not. He he makes money, but he'll fight people. Like he'll step up and go. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. Get me, give get me my paycheck. We'll fight. But uh, oh, he will. I, I, think, yeah, I don't think Connor's scared of people. No, it's it's a business to him. I think Connor knew deep down inside he was going to he was going to lose. Yeah, he had that yeah. look on his face. Like even though he's cocky, it wasn't yeah. that total Connor look. Like you saw it, Gabe. It's kind of like I'm playing my game. But, like, when you really looked at him, it's kind of like I'm... Oh, you can tell early in the fight yeah. he was... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I go, I'm on the right side of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could tell. Like, sure. There was a look of when Connor... Connor tagged him a couple of times, yeah. and it really just did nothing, right? And then he's like, Khabib, I'm Khabib just sort of kept walking through it, and you could visibly see the frustration with Connor. It was almost that, oh, shit. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, like you said, he had that, I'm screwed. Because at first, actually, I was giving Connor credit. Yeah. He did a good job defending a takedown at first. He sure did. Early, and Khabib, I was like, wow. Khabib is like impossible to stop, but Connor did. And even I was thinking, I was like, oh, man, if Khabib can't get takedowns, he's in trouble. But Khabib is so good, he realized, he was like, all right, instead of just going for a takedown here, I'm going to punch him in the face a few times, and yeah. then I'll do the takedown. Take, then take he did down. it. <laughs> and that's when Connor was like, oh, boy, I'm getting punched. And then Connor tagged him a couple of times. And Khabib just sort of didn't smile or anything. Sometimes guys will smile at a fighter. But he didn't smile. He was just emotionless. It was almost like your punches do nothing, right? And I think you could sort of see Connor felt weak. He looked tired. He just sort of like he looked overwhelmed, like, you know, when's this going to be over? And like I said, man, he tapped pretty freaking fast, Cam. Four uh, things happened, and Herb, Herb Dean Leto, he did a lot of stuff on the cage, too, with the toes and stuff. They needed that fight to go the dist uh, a lot longer than it could have been. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Network. Jamie Heath is going to step up and join us. Drew Dinkmeyer, Ed Moore. GTD continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game 
Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Jamie Heath should step up in a couple of moments. Now, we got a little uh, choppiness here on our end. Yeah. Uh, with the music. Kill the music there, uh, Yang, if you can. Yeah. And uh, let us know. Uh, let us know if everything's all right uh, with the audio. You sound but, good there, uh, Gabe. But it was going real choppy for a while. So I guess uh, maybe at the top of the hour we'll do the old reboot uh, before uh, the DFS hour with Dinkmeyer and, and friends. Yeah, you know what? Though uh, we might have a problem hearing the guest. That's a good um, point. Yeah, Very good yeah, point. we might have a problem uh, hearing the guest. But they're saying that we sound fine uh, right now. Okay. Um, yeah. Sometimes just, these. Sometimes everybody needs a reboot. I thought maybe it was me, but when I you told it me, me it's you yeah, too, it's it's something's up for like. You know what it is? I hear it when the music's coming. It's a chop ch- 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 chop chop. As long as we're talking through and everyone's hearing it clear, then we're good. But the top of the hour, we're still going to do a reboot just to be safe. But yeah, no, you were you were you were choppy and I was choppy. But uh, hopefully, smooth sailing, Gabe. Let's cut through those waves, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> on our surfboard wrists. Cutting through, cutting through. Yeah, so far, so good. All right, I, I yeah. sent out a poll uh, question. I said, uh, who are you guys taking in a football game uh, tonight? Who are you taking? NFL. Uh, hashtag Redskins Saints. Hashtag MNF. Uh, 50 poor. We've had 166 votes, actually, in the last, like, uh, it's actually only been up for 22 minutes. So we've got a lot of responses. We appreciate it. Yep. Uh, 176 votes right now. And... The Rageaholics uh, that follow me on Twitter, over 15,000 proud, 54% on the Washington Redskins, plus six points, 46% on the New Orleans Saints. Let's bring in Jamie Heath, sportsbrokers.com, who's been killing it all season long, along with Kevin Todd over at the sportsbrokers.com. Jamie, it's always a pleasure. How you doing, man? I'm great, guys. How are you guys doing? I could all. Good. I could be doing a little better. I, 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 <laughs> actually, should, you're right, Gabe. You're good right. Good to the be Indians, alive, Jamie. The but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Indians really took a t- took a. Oh my stabbed God! Stabbed us a little bit. What a horrible me Cam, performance. Me and Cam I don't know both what had the Indians. In the inning. That was pretty. That was ugly. Very yeah, we ugly. both had the Very Indians, ugly. and you know they're winning two one about yeah. an hour and a half ago. Now it's eleven two, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, tre- Trevor Bauer couldn't throw a ball to second base. Uh, unfortunately, that was one that, of the, that was one of the issues. Yeah. That was the play, Jamie. That he ruined everything. That yes, he did. Yeah, and he then I don't know why Terry Francona left Bauer in for so long. Yeah, no idea. Got, once once the bases were loaded, they should have taken him out. Absolutely, they got you Miller. Got Miller. They, they, not only that, well, they got they got a lot of bullpen uh, yes. guys in there. They got Allen, who's whatever, so so. Yeah. They got Hand. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know why he left him in, but you know now I guess you know why because now the score's eleven two or whatever. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. Monday night uh, football, and you guys are hitting this game hard uh, tonight. Yes, we are. Is it another $50,000 play for the crew? You know something, Gabe? I'll tell you something. We, we're, we're a little tired of this 50000 stuff because we're actually winning all these $50,000 plays. We, we crushed with New England Thursday night. We won with that with East. Uh, and now we're actually going to just uh, pretty much go out there and say, if we don't win tonight's game, we're going to give you the rest of the season free. That's pretty much it. No more $50,000 dollar plays at least until Thursday. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, the phone the phone number to reach here is 1-800-220-6262 or visit our website, thesportsbrokers.com. Join our website. Again, thesportsbrokers.com. Visit the website. Join our website. We turn outcomes into incomes. You know what's interesting about this game, and uh, we'll get you guys the number once again and check out the website. 
as uh, Jamie and Kevin have been killing it all year long. You know, I just did the poll question, and, you know, 53, 54, 54, 46% or so. I was just down to the sports book earlier in the day here in New Jersey, and most of the people in, in line were betting on the Saints, but, you know, sort of the, the public types were betting on the Saints. And it seems like a lot of the Sharps, like the Redskins, long story here, Jamie, it seems like there's, there's two-way action on this game. People are making an argument for both sides here. Yeah, there's no doubt there is a way action in the game because the line's pretty much staying stagnant at six. It really hasn't come off of that number. And uh, you're right. Uh, The public perception, obviously, is on the Saints. And like you said, quote-unquote, you could say the sharp money is actually coming in, filtering in on the Redskins. That's why the line really hasn't moved at all. The total's pretty much staying around the 51 area. In some spots, 51.5, and and others maybe have 52. But, you know, Drew Brees is going to pretty much break the uh, passing yardage record tonight. So that's something to always look forward to seeing. But uh, Redskins were on a 10-day buy pretty much. Exactly. So you've got to take that into consideration. Right now, if the Redskins happen to win tonight, they'll have a stranglehold on the NFC East because the NFC East looks like the NFC least right now because even the the Philadelphia Eagles are pretty much – not doing what they did last year. I believe their record's 2-3. and three. The Giants are 1-4, and four, and the Cowboys are 2-3. and three. So if the Redskins happen to win this game tonight, you're looking at uh, you know, a, a nice little lead for the Redskins going into the Week 5 for them. So the total, yep. the total now at 51 and a half. And and, half. Yep. Guys, I just have such a hard time betting unders in, in this league. And it's not that unders don't hit. It's not that the unders don't hit. And I'm actually hit looking. Hit last night again, Gabe, in those primetime games. Yes, it has. And Another last Monday under. night it yep. hit as well. So, yeah. Yeah, yes, and I'm looking well, like right now, overtime. Redskins, I guess they're uh, they're 0-3. I think they're 0-3 to the under, or 3-0 and to the under, or 0-3 to the over, etc. Like, what was the total? It was 31-17, 21-9. That game didn't go under. over. The 24-6 game didn't go over. Under, yeah, they've been under every time. Yeah, they've been an under machine, so they're almost due for an over. I'm just a big Alex Smith fan, but you look at the Redskins' defense, it's actually ranked number one right now. Uh, against the pass, only giving up 187.3 yards a game. They've only played three games. As Jamie just mentioned, they're coming off the bye. Defensively, they're only giving up 90.7 yards a game on the ground. Six, very, very impressive. Offensively, they're ranked third, rushing the football, 137.7 yards uh, per game uh, on average. And uh, passing, you know, they're, they're throwing the ball for 245 yards. So the Redskins are actually a pretty complete uh, football team. Mean, meanwhile, the New Orleans Saints have been underachieving uh, this year. It feels like they're underachieving, yet you look at their record, and here they are. they got a 3-3-1 record right now. So uh, it should be a fun football game here this evening. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't always say that uh, about uh, about the National Football League these Monday <laughs> nights. Look, I, this, is a good, I, this is a good one, though. Yeah, I didn't care for that Thursday night game all that much. I was more interested in the baseball, yeah. but great night of sports tonight. We got a fun Monday nighter, and uh, we got a big baseball game with the Yankees yep. and the Red Sox. Looking at the preliminary uh, lines right now, you know, Jamie, we're in uh, we're in New York, so I'm thinking about going to the football game on Thursday night. Two desperate football teams are the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Giants. I see the opening numbers uh, minus three right now. Yes, it is. They're minus three right now. Totals at forty four. Uh, heartbreaking loss for the Giants last night. They came, yesterday they came all the way back, and then the, to lose to a 63-yard field goal at the at the buzzer. I mean, that was that was awful for if you're a Giant fan, uh, and and especially if you're in a suicide pool. And a lot of people have uh, Carolina, so you 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 
you know, if you didn't take Carolina, you were also upset about that as well. But uh, Philadelphia, like you just said, Gabe, they are desperate right now after losing to Minnesota. They're two and three. Uh, favored by three. The field goal, that's what I figured the line would be. It's probably the, the, the right true line for this game. Uh, I don't see it coming off of that number, to be honest with you. I'm sure we're going to be pretty much having a strong play on that game as well. Kevin probably be throwing 50000 on that game most likely. Who knows? But uh, it, looks like, it looks like the right line. It looks like, again, two desperate teams after, after they both lost this past weekend. Cam, I'm looking at the card this week. It's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. Very tricky card. I was going to ask Jamie, though. Jamie, I, we talked about it. I almost want to get like a kid who plays soccer, you know, and instead of go, going, you know, hey, kid, maybe you want to kick field, uh, field goals every single day, extra points with oh what we're gosh. seeing in the national football. What's happening do you, with kicking? I don't know. It's, it's, it's insane. We talk about it, Gabe, on our on your, your Sunday show when we're doing the show, you and Co- Corey and Blewett, and we do it in the afternoon, you know. Every time we're like, wow, a missed extra point by the Chargers. Four missed field goals. We can't and believe still, this stuff. He still hasn't been cut, Serge. I have no it, idea it, how. I, I agree with you 100%. How do you factor those in, though, when you are when you guys are doing your cap, uh, capping? Like, when I'm looking at Chargers games with Sturgis, I'm going, eh. It's almost an automatic. He's going to miss one or two extra points at a field goal, eh, buddy? Yeah, it's it's scary. It really is scary. And, uh, you know, of, of course, uh, I have Mason Crosby on my fantasy team. So how did oh, I make out God. yesterday? How did he do? He, I think what he missed three field goals in the first half alone. Ne- negative yeah, points. for five. Negative oh for points. five when it was all and, said and, and done. And he missed an extra point, I believe. Yes. Too. It's like, it's like uh, and, and it was indoors. I, I believe Detroit. They play indoors, right? So yeah. I, have, I have no idea what happened to him yesterday. He had to change cleats. I, I, I mean, you know something? It, it's a great question because you really do have to factor in field goal missing, uh, misses, missed field goals, missed extra points. So. Taking favorites in spots like that when they're missing, you know, an extra point or a field goal. If you're laying seven, God forbid you score a touchdown, you miss an extra point, you're behind the eight ball. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe- the whole. It changes the pattern for the it, game too. It, it, you it really does. You got to do really this. Does. You got to do that. It's a domino effect. Yeah, you might you might have teams starting to do like what Mike Tomlin was doing and just start going for two right yep. away, right out of the gate because these field goal kickers, you you don't know. I mean, all they're paid to do is kick field goals and extra points, and a lot of them don't seem to be able to do it. You know what's strange, actually? I find curious, though. You see these kickers drill like a 49-yard field goal, but then they inevitably miss the extra point. It's exactly. only 37. <laughs> it's like nuts. It's bizarre over. Who knows? You, I mean, Graham, Graham Gano yesterday kicked a 63-yard field goal. Yeah. He, when he lines up to kick his next extra point, he'll probably miss it. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. It's crazy. Yeah, too bad Too bad. Graham Gano uh, couldn't make that, like, 44-yard field goal in the Super Bowl. Maybe I'd have my $13,000 right now, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> yeah, these just freaking kickers. <laughs> I know, they drive me nuts. Yep, the uh, big, big, big games uh, this week, though, uh, yeah. the, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, yeah. Steelers sort of getting on track right now, but... The Bengals have an opportunity to do something special, especially with Baltimore stumbling uh, this week in Cleveland. And it's an interesting division, Jamie, as it the really fact is. of the matter is. Cleveland, the too. Cleveland, yeah, the Cleveland Browns, they've played, they've shown up. Listen, they've played some ugly games, but they've shown up every week. And almost every team, with the exception of the Chiefs and the Rams, almost every team in the National Football League has had a horrible game where they just got tattooed. It was, it was embarrassing. And it was really bad, but... You look at Cleveland, they've shown up every week. You know, they tie games. They, they lost to the Saints by one. They, you know, they're grinding it away. They've won high scoring. They got screwed in the Raider game. They really should have won yep. that game. They, you know, yep. they got a bad call against them in that. That's another Cleveland, team, that could, be, that's another team, team. that could be undefeated if they had a field goal kicker. Exactly. That's a good point. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, true. their field goal kicker screwed them in a Saints game. You're right. Yeah, Zane Gonzalez. Zane Gonzalez. 
and at least they were smart enough to cut him right after he screwed them in that game. So, yeah. And uh, it's funny because the Chargers are playing Cleveland right now, and everyone, a lot of people had the Chargers possibly being a, a Super Bowl team, uh, at least a playoff team, maybe winning their division. Nobody seemed to realize how good Kansas City would be. But that line right now is pick them. So, yeah. Cleveland and remember, a lot of respect. The- the Browns, uh, the Browns beat uh, the Chargers to, to get that one win a couple yes, of years ago. Yes, yes, they did. That's right. A yes, little, bit of, uh, little bit of a revenge uh, spot right there. So Possibly. We'll, what, what, we'll what about the marquee game this Sunday night? You got Kansas City going into New England. How's that for a game? I like Kansas City. but yeah, man, Right now the hook looks the good three, three and a half. But, uh, yeah, you, you never know with New England. Tough game. And the, How, and the totals, totals 59 in that game might, might actually hit 60-61 before kickoff in that game. Yeah, incredibly high. We got some big totals this week. Tampa and Atlanta's 57 and a half. Yeah. That's, that's no, another again, uh, really Atlanta's high total. Atlanta's got no defense. Neither does Tampa Bay, so I'd be leaning towards the over in that game for sure. Uh, Rams Rams and Broncos, 52 uh, and a half. Um, we got some short totals, too, though, here. We got a short one here with Jacksonville and, uh, Dallas. and Dallas. Jacksonville, three-point road favorites. I would expect the Jags to get back on track, and Dallas's offense is just so predictable and one-dimensional. I don't see how they move the ball against this Jags defense. The only thing is Blake Bortles is so Jekyll and Hyde. We don't know which Blake Bortles is going to show up because if it's the Blake Bortles that showed up in Kansas City, you look at maybe three, four turnovers, so you never know. Yeah. Uh, both defenses have been playing pretty good, obviously more than pretty good. They've been playing well. Dallas kept them in the game last night. Still don't know why Jason Garrett's still coaching. He can't even go on a fourth and one when you got that offensive line and you got a running back in the likes of Elliott, not to mention Prescott, who could run himself or just go over the line. So I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't understand some coaches these days. Some, some of them seem like they play to win. Some of them seem like they play to lose. So I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know play not to lose. Yeah. They play not to lose, and inevitably they end up losing because losing. they're playing exactly. Uh, exactly. not to lose. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe G- Jason Garrett's got the goods on Jerry Jones about something. Yeah. I have no idea because I have no idea how he's still been coaching all these years. I really, for the life of me, I still can't understand it. But anyhow, let wonder. me, let me, get, wonder that, how much let me get that number out there again for you guys out yeah. there. It's 1-800-220-6262. Visit the website, thesportsbrokers.com, or, or join our website, more importantly. Absolutely. We turn outcomes into incomes, and we're really psyched about tonight's game. Like I said, if this game doesn't win, we're giving the rest of the season absolutely free in the NFL. That's a big offer. People have nothing to lose. Go over to the sportsbrokers.com. Jamie, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Hey, thanks thanks a lot for you guys to, to give me the time, and I can't wait to talk to you again this Saturday. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk some college football. College football, on, where where you actually went against me this week and it burned you. <laughs> yeah, you know we we did well though. This uh, we did yeah. well this good, past good. Saturday. Gamecocks yeah. came through, Mayor Morenci. Nice yeah, we had the South Carolina there. Gamecocks. That was a nice uh, win. How about we Texas? Texas, Texas out right. Yeah, sure we can. That's right. I was on good those day. Longhorns too, and I was on those Texas A and M. Uh, Texas A and M Aggies. I got very lucky to win that game, and I and I and I also had yeah, Notre Dame. We went Dame. back to the well. Yeah, Notre yeah. Dame. That's the one. I got to stop. I got screwed. I like Virginia Tech. You got to go. You got to. You got to start believing in this Notre Dame and start drinking their Kool Aid yeah. because they look like the real. They deal. are and good. I, You're right. I see, I see them going to the playoffs for sure. They're going to be favored in every game, pretty much by double digits almost in every game from here on out. Maybe the USC game. They're they're favored by a touchdown. But I really like this team. I think this team is the real deal. Visit the site, thesportsbrokers.com. Jamie, thanks for the time. Hey, you guys. Thank you very much. You guys have a great day. And good luck. You too.
Jamie Heath with us. Bad news, Cam. The uh, the Braves what? are now up 2-1. Really? This is going to be yeah, one of these days, eh? I know. I don't want to be down 150 bucks going That's to this the stupid problem. I, I work so hard on Saturday and Sunday. I build it, and then I'm getting a little confident. That's the thing. Every time I you start to feel confident, ooh, three good weeks in a row, and it's it's exactly what I talk about, Marenzi. I'm like, I was doing fine nickel and diming with my parlays. Today, I'm like feeling good. Ooh, a little bit more, a little bit more. You know what? Greed kills. Stick with your system. What what works? Don't don't get out of your base units. Like that's the problem. Bad things are happening now. Don't worry. The Dodgers still got time though. They got time. They got time. Um, Saskatchewan's doing nothing though. No, they're doing nothing. They just actually missed a field goal as we speak are right you now. Kidding you updates to that game. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you because I'm raging right now. Like trust me. Heading into the DFS hour, Gabe, uh, it's sports rage times two, me and you, because I'm pissed right now. Yeah, I don't want to go 0-3. Pissed. There's no way I can no, start no. this day 0-3. Is there? No, like, no, that's a, no, there's not. There's not. Don't worry. Dodgers are coming back. Riders, let's do this. It's positivity, buddy. All right. No, I just got a good start. <laughs> I just opened up a stream for the CFL game. We're going hardcore here. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Sabres shoot. beat Vegas today, Baratzi. Of course they did. Vegas, slow start. Shoot. Drew Dinkmeyer joins us next, DFS. I actually put together a hockey lineup. There's only one game tonight, but I did the showdown. Um, we'll go over the NFL DFS. We'll help uh, yeah. Dinkmeyer help us put a lineup together. And uh, we'll get to our best bets and props. Game time decisions continues.